From beyond the farthest reaches of our galaxy they come. Two brains pulsing with a strange energy. These space brains come to share their love of science fiction movies. Welcome to Space Brains, the show where we joy watch sci-fi movies and talk about what was good and what was great. I'm Surrey, and this is Mark. Hiya. Tonight we're talking about Oblivion. It's a 2013 sci-fi film, so consider this your spoiler warning. Yeah, turn back now if you haven't seen this movie before, because we're not going to hold back on all the twists and turns of this plot. No, we are certainly not. So what was your number one takeaway, Surrey, from Oblivion? My number one takeaway is that I got to wondering in Thomas the Tank Engine, the Fat Controller always asked Thomas if he's a really useful engine. Yes, I'm a really useful engine. So I was wondering what would happen to him if he'd be attacked by drones, if at any <laughs> point it was indicated that Thomas was not a useful engine. I, uh, are you an effective team? Yeah, effective team, yes. Was the mantra that kept getting asked yeah, to Victoria. The, the, um, the start of that was, it seemed instant enough. Yep. Yeah, how is everything all around? Are you still an effective team? Yes, we are. Okay. But it kept getting emphasized. It kept that <laughs> are you still an effective team? Yes. And then, no, we are not no. an effective team. Yeah, and then the drones came out. Yeah. We warned you about the spoilers. We did. We did. And that's why I got to, I, I watched that bit and I thought, you know, Thomas the Tank Engine, you just, when that drone came in through that window, through the curtains, <laughs> I was thinking, just like a, a train engine, just coming yeah. through to annihilate Thomas for not being a useful engine. They were full on the drones, weren't they? They were really full on. I think oh, great. they were like it was a really cool thing. They had that same sound effect they as did. Revolt. They did, yeah. That, that deep buzzing hum. Yeah, they definitely gave them a lot of personality in this film, and they they screeched as well when they kind of got shot at a little bit. There was a bit of screeching and scream, like screaming, mechanical screaming. There's also a bit of Star Wars coming through in this movie. I think so. Yeah, you see a bit a few of bits. So the the sound of the drones uh, in Empire Strikes Back, a an Imperial drone lands on Hoth mm-hmm. to look for the rebels, and it has this little repeated thing. Yeah, bam, 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 bam. Yep. And these drones, when they fell down and waited for repair, they sort of had that little repeating signal. Right, yeah, yeah. It sounded yeah. similar. That's right, yes. And I was listening to that going, that does, it sound, I'm expecting Han Solo and Chewbacca to pop up <laughs> and take pot shots. And, yeah, so I, I think there was that. Uh, these drones seemed a little bit more serious, but that's, that was my yeah, impression. Yes, yeah, <laughs> These were not as, um, as fun in games well, as Well, it was guys. pointed out, though, in, when they shot that drone, uh, the Imperial drone on Hoth, that it, it blew up too easily. It self-destructed. Yeah. So, ah, okay. So yes, maybe. that's right. Anyway, that, that was that was my takeaway. I did this effective team thing, and yeah, uh, I I found it was it's just uh, it had a science fiction feel to it. You can imagine the sci-fi, uh, other sci-fi movies where where there's a team and, and yeah. this asked, and you sort of get this feeling as maybe it's a sort of a sort of a military ritual. That yes. gets asked, you know, yeah, yeah. here's a series of questions. When we do this report, series of questions, um, you're present, where's the whereabouts of so-and-so? Mm. 
is something are you an effective team yeah like maybe there's a code response back which would be uh our effectiveness has been compromised yes and that means that there's an alien presence or yeah i don't know yeah that's right so i got that feeling but it did have that it's sad to get that um overused feeling and, and thomas the tank engine happens to have that same thing yeah. whereas every now and then they talk about being a really useful engine <laughs> and i can't help but think to myself it sounds sinister it does <laughs> so so mark is this a hope a warning or an experiment this one's a 50 50 for me on hope and warning because i mean you know the warning side of it is of course you know, some extraterrestrial unidentified uh, object has destroyed the planet, basically, and taken us over. So, look, I see this as a bit of hope and warning. It's hard to pick between the two, I think, because the warning, of course, is, well, an alien power that, again, is quite obviously much more powerful than humans. You know, a bit bit like um, the Beyond, you know, how we had these aliens that were basically setting up the whole universe weren't they in the beyond you yeah, know they, they, they were, were master we were just playing a little, billiards yeah yeah basically and um again this film i think this story is a little bit like that in there's this extraterrestrial being that obviously just zaps planets and and whatever lives on them and uh so on that side there's a warning like you know well what what would we do in this context but i I see that and it happens in a lot of these science fiction doomy gloomy science fiction films like this one that of course human humans are just so much like rats aren't they you know like we just kind of survive there's enough of us that survives we talked about this with the darkest dawn Mm. like you can have you know this military power comes down you can't kind of annihilate them all it's like rats or cockroaches you can't get rid of every single little bugger, can you? No matter what you do, no matter how powerful the bombs are, there's always going to be one or two somewhere in the corner. We, you can, we can look at our own history yeah. of, of uh, the Roman Empire trying yeah. to conquer far-off places. Yes. Or the, I mean, the Vietnam War, for example, they, you know, a military might of US dropping yeah. bombs and stuff. Just and you know what? It. They just kind of... Yeah, hide in their uh, bunkers and wait for it yeah. to finish, and then they pop back and, and out again. Taliban sort of example, you know, in this, there in Afghanistan, in the again, caves again, to... and you can't quite get them all out in one go, can you? And um, so, I th- but I think then, therefore, from a human point of view, maybe there's always a bit of hope. You know, last week it was uh, sorry, last episode with the wandering earth, it was you know very obvious. Hope was what a big strong message of yeah, that film. It, it was the stated thing. Yeah, they literally within, stated within the it. first five minutes. I yeah, think they and they it, kept yeah. repeating it. But this film didn't necessarily say that. But I think overall, uh, there's a bit of a message of hope that hum- it's one of these ones like, and it's been done before. I think as a message, but maybe like humanity would survive. You know, like humanity would. Um, wouldn't necessarily it doesn't thrive in this film at all but it's like eventually humanity would I, I figure out a way I think it has that image or that message of uh, the, this sort of this inner soul this, this power which resides yeah. within yeah. humanity that can't be tamed or no, destroyed that's right and at very last scene in the film I yeah. think that, that sort of there's a bit of a voiceover where is where Tech 52 is saying Something along the lines of, yeah, there, there's a, a soul that has spoken to me and, you know, I've seen yeah. your face in my dreams and, you know. So I, I, you know, like, I think he does say something like, um, 
you know, if we are a soul, it's about that connection of, of memories and love or something, you know, some line like that. Yeah, it's some, some garbage. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was, it was beautiful. really good. Beautiful. It, was, it, was, it was beautiful and touching. I, I call it garbage to stop myself from tearing up. Yeah, that's it's right. My, mm. It's my brush, brush, it's brush exterior. Bringing you back around feeling. But yeah, so I don't know. Hope versus warning. Yeah, I sit on I sit on the fence though, on those two. What about you? No, I, I definitely like the the hope the hope side of things here yeah. where even with a mind wipe, even with um, a, a failed lost war, even with 60 years separating them, the Jack, which is, isn't that a butch name? Yeah. How many characters has Tom Cruise played where his oh, name is Jack? He's literally at the same time playing Jack Reacher. I mean, yeah. like there's two Jacks in the same, same Jack. era. How many Jacks can you have? It's such Plenty. A, it's perfect. Such a masculine name. I, I mean, his name is Tom normally, so it's got to be something yeah. like that. It's a Tom, Jack, But he, even, even though he is some sort of cloned replica mm. of his original self, even though 60 years have gone past, nonetheless, that, that beautiful memory and experience with his fiance, who be, I don't think they actually got married because no, she was yeah. still Julia... Okay. Rosakova or whatever it was on her. That's right. Yeah. Her bit. And, and that's the way he introduces her to uh, mission control. Yeah. Um, that's so I, true. I have a feeling that they got engaged and they're going to probably going to get married when they came home. Mm. But she, because she does make a point uh, in the film to say, oh, he, he makes the point to say, she's my wife. Yeah. Which is kind of, you know, pisses Victoria off, of course. Oh, yeah. So that's that bit. Um, what have you been up to? Step two. <laughs> that's right. Next bits. Uh, okay, so I finally finished editing book two. Excellent. Uh, I'm just about finished writing book three. Uh, the problem I'm having with book three, of course, is it's coming short on the word count. Okay. Uh, it's about 10,000 words. So, But that's that's okay because what I'm able to do then is explore some of the areas in the storyline that were difficult to explore in the audio drama. Mm. So in particular, his spirit world encounters in, in the audio drama is, it's kind of abbreviated. How, how am I, I wasn't sure how I was supposed to represent a spirit journey, but in the, in the novel, I can explore a bit further. So that's a bit nice there. So publishing book two, hopefully this weekend. Oh, okay. Just not sure if, uh, how much time I've got. I'm going up to Kings Park to see the wildflowers. Um, but otherwise, I had to have lunch with some friends of Pips or something rather. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's really good. And I've just about finished watching uh, Z Nation, Z Nation, I guess I'd call it, which not exactly science fiction. I always no. wonder though where some of these zombie movies fall in the science fiction spectrum because some yeah. of them are more. It's a virus, and yep. we're kind of being a little bit. Not realistic about it, but let's say um, we're sort of being a bit explanatory yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, some of the and, zombie stuff goes into the the science side and, of and it, and some yeah. of them are just more like there's no room left in hell. Yeah, so the dead will walk the earth. <laughs> That's right. You know. Yeah. Or, or the original Night of the Living Dead, which the 1956, I dare say. Yeah. If John Romero, if so not John Romero, he's from Dune. If George. George. <laughs> Good old George. If George wants to get in contact with me, yeah. assuming he's, he's still able to walk. Yeah. Of course he can. He'll be eating our flesh. 
<laughs> the original actually is sort of in, in black and white. Yeah. It doesn't go into any of the science or anything. It's just no. purely there are walking corpses yeah. going crazy on people. Yeah. But some of the more recent ones have explored more the uh, genetic... And Z Nation, for yeah. example, goes more into this sort of some sort of genetic manipulation, yeah. experimentation on on warfare and disease vaccines and immortality, yeah. uh, anti-aging. There's sort of this medical undercurrent in there mm. along with the giant ball of rolling zombies. <laughs> it's a somewhat comedic. It is. Show. I watched the first two seasons of that. and it, I mean, it is. It, it pushes it a bit at times and, yeah. But, I mean, it's fun as well. It's yeah, so I'm just, I'm just wondering where some of these things come. And the reason I, I think about that is because Halloween is coming up. Yep. And I suspect what we probably should do is find a spooky science sci-fi. fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so definitely. I'm thinking things like Event Horizon. Yep, yep. That's kind of that spooky. That was a great one. And we've already done Alien. That was kind of spooky. But there must be other uh, horror science yeah, fiction. Yeah, yeah. Truckloads of them out there. Yeah, so maybe we should... Um, the Fly. The Fly. Ooh. That's a good one. That is a good one. It's quite revolting, but it's very good. Yeah. So anyway, like there we that. go. That's that's what I've been thinking about. That's very good. And yourself? Uh, well, I'm just going to start planning to film a short in November. I'm not sure at this point if it's going to be a science fiction or not, but it's, yeah, I'm just going to get the ball rolling. Um, I've got a couple more days of my regular nine to fiver, um, my Clark Kent position, and at the Daily News or whatever it is. And once I get that, the, you know, I've submitted all my deadlines, then I've got a little bit of spare time uh, hopefully over the next couple of weeks to, yeah, pick one of my short scripts and, yeah, just get, get, the, get the thing rolling, which is really exciting. So I want to shoot in November um, and, you know, edit in December and then put it out there next year into a couple of competitions, sort of do that mm. idea. Um, and so that's exciting. I haven't picked which one I'm going to go for. But looking forward to that and I will still waiting to hear back about that funding. So hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed that's that's happening. There is actually a Scream West um, get together on next Tuesday night. So I'm going to that. I've, I've got my ticket in on that. So I'll just go and maybe meet some like-minded film people and have a chat about my film stuff. And uh, yeah, so, so see what outcomes um, come out of that. Yeah. Oh, so that exciting. Sounds, that sounds really good. I, I'm yeah. pretty. I'm pretty keen to have a go at some script writing, but it's there's too many other projects between me and that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I, I figure I should wait until I've I've got uh, something really good to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, I mean, even this other artist I'm just connected to, like you know, she's doing this artist way thing. Sorry, Mr. Mm-hmm. Artist Way. Thank you for that jab. Um, <laughs> there was uh, one of the other people in the group doing it. Like she just sent through, she's like, I'm not a writer. That's not my thing. And she read this little kind of, she's like, I don't know if this is a short story or poem. And she read it into the group. And um, I was like, wow, that would make an excellent short story. Like it was a really cool little short story about a girl watching under the door of her father watching horror films and what that experience is. I was like, wow, that's really cool. So um yeah, like you don't have to be, you know, anyone can be a writer, anyone can be a scriptwriter, anyone can do this stuff. It's just you've got to do it. I, I, think, I think one of the best bits of advice I got was from Sir, the late Sir Terry Pratchett, mm-hmm. name drop. Uh, he was doing a speaking tour back in the 90s. Uh, he passed through Canberra at the ANU. And so I went along to that. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I managed to, you know, a bunch of us up. cornered him. 
and someone asked the question that they said, oh, you know, I really want to be a writer. How, how do you do that? How did you do it? Because if you don't know who Terry Pratchett is, he's a tremendously, he was, he unfortunately passed away last year, I believe, um, from a type of degenerative Alzheimer's, Okay, a very rare version of it, uh, which quite unfortunate because he had, had quite a brilliant mind. Yep. Uh, he, he's got about 40, 40 main novels mm. and then numerous TV shows, movies, other yeah, so bits just and pieces here hugely and Hugely prolific. Yeah. Uh, sold millions of copies. Yep. Uh, comedy writer. But yep. he said, he, he basically said, oh, it's funny because to be a writer, it's in the name. You just got to write. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be a good writer is harder. Yeah. But to be a writer, if you want to be a writer, just start writing. Just start writing, yep. yep. And getting good happens along the way. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's, that's what I mean. I, yeah, I'm writing, and when I've uh, gotten through enough of these other projects that I've already got lined up, yeah, um, I would definitely like to have a, a stab at such things because... And that's the thing with that thing I went to, Ben Young, you know, he made his low-budget feature here that's done quite well critically and then done that at studio film Extinction. Uh, you know, he said that the Wasted on the Young is, that was his 10th feature script, mm. you know, and, and on top of numerous short scripts, on top of writing for commercials. So he'd been writing for quite a long time before he got to his feature that finally actually got up, you know, <laughs> like yeah. someone got put some money in and we're talking very low budget. You know, and he's, he, he was saying the same sort of thing. It's writing and writing. And all of those feature scripts had three or four heavy drafts to them. You know, mm. it wasn't just, oh, here's a brilliant script first time out. Um, and there's a young guy in the industry working, away, you know, working his butt off to get somewhere. Stephen King, there's a great Stephen King book, Stephen King on writing. And he actually talks about his writing past and where he got came from and all that. It's a very interesting read if you are interested in, again, a hugely prolific writer um, he writes every single day, you know, Christmas, birthday, New Year's Day, every single day, every morning, he writes for something like four or five hours, mm. no matter what, you know, and his family's just had to accept that over time. You know, he didn't always do it, but once he became, once he started writing, he, that was his commitment to himself was that he would write every single day. And he did start writing as a kid, but when he became an adult and, you know, had children, all this sort of stuff, he started doing that as a habit and he never he's never given it away you know even through drug rehab and alcoholism and other things that have affected him along the way he's just continued to write every single day so i think as you said like it's it's in the name isn't it right right yeah Yeah. it's easy easy to become a writer it's harder to make a full living on it yeah but that's the same with anything really it's, e- it's easy to work on a computer. It's yeah. harder to earn good money from computers. Yeah. But I, for me, it's something in my blood. It's something I want to do is write, make films. So if you are actually interested in it, I think you find a way to do it somewhere. That's, know, like, that's the trick, that's the isn't thing. it? It's, we've all got the same 24 hours in a yeah. day. We, it's just how we choose to prioritize That's right. Everything. Yep. Speaking of that, uh, in Oblivion then. Yes. So they, they had a day job. They did. So, so this film, just to start with, uh, it's a 2013 science fiction film. It's directed and the origin of the story came from the director, Joseph Konzinski. 
I think <laughs> again pronunciation. Um, so I think he'd written a graphic novel. I don't. I didn't really go down the rabbit hole about that, but that's where it come from. A couple of big scriptwriters uh, came on board. These guys are proper Hollywood scriptwriters. Mm. If you look into their background, um, you know, behind a whole variety of TV series and big films, you know, I, including. I think it shows in this movie too. It does. It. Don't, I think it really did. Like, and I, I thought that I felt it a little bit at the start that. I was like, oh, this is Hollywood. To me, this film is Hollywood at its best mm. when it's that real. Last week we saw a film, The Wandering Earth, where I really felt that, oh, here's China, you know, making a real big go at Hollywood, like as in like this a, matches. Like a Michael Bay. Like yeah, yeah, you know, like a, cool, they were doing yeah. that in The Wandering Earth. This isn't Michael Bay, this film, but but at the same time, this is Hollywood and it really gears up. And so uh, I think the director, this was only his second feature um, after Tron Legacy um, and uh, bef- uh, and so he's sort of a bit of unknown but his background is a little bit again but going back to the beyond with Has, mm-hmm. uh, this guy's a special effects guy, ah. you know, so again it's like there's a bit of a connection there I think. Um, so he's taken the realms, he, he's run with, sci- so he's obviously a bit of a sci-fi nut, just like you and me, sorry, that's what this guy's... That's know? where it comes from. So I wouldn't be surprised if good old Joseph, you know, he might reach out to us on Instagram after this um, or Twitter. Uh, and so those writers were Carl, now these names get really difficult. Did you have a look at them? No. Carl Galjuskala, I think, and Michael Arndt. But both of these guys, Carl big in TV and some different films. Michael, massive in the script writing world of of Hollywood, including Toy Story 3. Um, so big, but big films. If you go and look at their their resume, these guys are, they're full-time. <laughs> yeah. I reckon these guys are full-time on the books, you know, because they also do, They you see, you look into it and they, they do a lot of like, I think Hollywood makes scripts or they buy a script and then they're like, this is a really good script. Um, Carl and Michael, can you just kind of have a little look and a little tweak? You know, like, that's what these guys are get like. It, get it working a little bit better. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Tom Cruise plays Jack. Morgan Freeman is in it. They bring him in. Can't go wrong I forgot he was in it. Yeah. Until he, he started talking and then you hear that voice and you go, yep. Yep. That's right. And they were very clever because they brought him in and you only heard his voice first. Yes. Because you know, we all love his and voice, he, And he does the, the quote of the, yeah. uh, the, the, the Roman, Roman yeah. <laughs> poem of it. Of course. Like, you've got to do that, don't you? If you're going to have it. And his character was called Beach. I didn't really pick that up in the film but imdb no. says it's beach um and then we have the two women in jack's oh, life was, uh jamie lannister isn't it the yeah guy? jamie lannister's also what's his in name it. yeah cost, cost well, I think it was, yeah uh yes oh, i don't know his real name but it was a pretty small role for him but like it was a bit of a tag along role well it's 2013 this is before yeah. that was during game of thrones yeah game of thrones it would have been yeah nine series so Eight. yeah Eight. Eight? Eight over the past sort of ten years. Yeah. So, so he yeah, he, it was a couple of years in. probably why he got this gig, you know. It was yeah, almost, a bit almost certainly it was just like, I, I, I want to be we, seen somewhere else. He needs to be in he, he did quite well, isn't it? Like, you didn't sort of look at him and go, no. oh, he's just Jamie Lannister. But I mean, like, just, in all honesty, he probably, he probably said about ten words in the film, didn't he? Like, yeah, he it did worked, and, a, and a couple of action sequences. So it was a bit like, eh. All, all the actors out of Game of Thrones have had their little, yeah, their little, little side bit I mean, they've um... What's um, Nicolas? Is it? Yeah, that's it, Nicholas. Yeah, Nicholas. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be it'd just be called Nick. Nick. He can correct us. Well, you know, on the weekend with cash up on the barbecue, I call him Nick. 
Um, and anyway, the two women in Jack's life, we have uh, Julie, which kind of she comes into the story later. That's his wife or fiance, um, played by Olga. See, I can't even read my writing either. Olga Kulinski, I think, um, who's been in a whole bunch of feature films. Not really as a leading lady, so she's sort of been no, around the traps. I don't recognise her from anything in particular. Yeah, and it's the same with the uh, actress playing Victoria, Andre Reisenborough. Um, again, she's been in a whole stack of films, but I don't think she's kind of cracked that top league stuff. Yeah, so, recognition. Yeah, but all of the, that key crew of actors were, were quite strong in this film. I mean, personally, you can't go wrong with Tom, can you? Now, Tom, you, Tom, can, say Tom lot, Tom, like, you can say a lot about Tom, but he, he brings a, a level of dedication to his um, portrayals. Mm. I think it's, it reminds me a bit of, uh, who's that guy who played the Dark Knight? Heath? No, that was the Joker. The actual Batman fella. Oh, uh, Bale, Christian Bale. Bale. Christian Bale, that's it, yeah. Yeah, like Christian Bale reminds me in many ways of Tom Cruise mm. in, the, the, in his delivery and the, the intensity. Yeah. So. And there's, there's a couple of those actors who are like that where you always sort of know that you're going to get a real dedication. Well, I just, I just think this is, also, this is un-sci-fi, but, I mean, if I go back over Tom Cruise's catalogue of films, like, a lot of those films I've just enjoyed. Like, mm. I, there's not many that I kind of go, eh, I didn't like that. <laughs> like, wh- whatever you say about his individual performance or whatever, but, like, the films are good, you know, and I think he's a dude that... I mean, many years ago, he resurrected um, United Artists when it went bankrupt. He kind of bought it and took it over and took over their catalogue and stuff. Like, he's a dude that's in the Hollywood, you know, he is Hollywood, really, you know, like, this is the thing, you know, like, so, I mean, you want a character named Jack. Yeah, Jack. uh, Who's like an all-American astronaut hero. Well, I mean, surely the thing that comes to mind is Tom Cruise. Like you wouldn't really be thinking of many other actors, would you? No, You'd be, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Especially in 2013, like he would be the guy that would come yeah, up with no, it. No, he he would be it. <laughs> so anyway, what happens at the start, Jack? How how does this film start? We start in Jack's memory. Oh, yeah, we start with a bit of a memory, a walk. Yeah, down, a, a little, black and white. A little memory. touch of New York, where yeah. he's a little voiceover telling yeah. us uh, that he's you know remembers, but you know, it was New York before he was born. Yeah, so it's weird. Which, yeah, and, and you're sitting going, oh, that's a bit odd. And then, then we get a, a quick rundown of yep. uh, alien invasion that blew up the moon, mm. caused devastation, but we won the war, yep. but the Earth is screwed, so we're heading to Titan. Yep. And in the meantime, there's this space station, and he's there. They call it the Tech. The, the Tet. I assume it's short for Tetrahedron. Okay. Which is pyramid. In fact, I quite like this. There's a bit of a three-way, like, you know, because it's a triangular pyramid yeah. thing and there's a lot of triples and everything, like the landing yeah. gear and, and the little bug craft. And even their bit, relationship was a bit of a There's a bit of a triangle throughout yeah. this whole thing, so it's kind of kind of cool. And they're, they're sucking up the oceans to turn into um, fusion yep. power yep. to get them for the colony, basically. <laughs> and I wrote down... The scabs are on the earth, but it wasn't scabs. It was scavs. Scav. I, I just like, that was sort of how I heard it. I was like, scabs? Scabs? Are they really called scabs? Mm, I was like, well, they call scabs. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So the scabs left on earth, and it's, a, it's kind of the premise is the scab, the scabs, the scabs to people like Jack are the aliens. They're the leftover yeah, aliens. They're the aliens. That, so, so there's some aliens left over, and they're kind of causing a bit of problems. Yeah. With, every now and then, knocking down some drones and yeah. causing 
issue. So so they're trying to suck up as much power so they can get everyone, the, the remaining left of humanity, to Titan, this moon of yeah. um, Saturn. And uh, Jack's job is to basically, he's a real all-rounder here. He's a mechanic, basically, isn't he? To yeah, fix he's the drones. He's the troubleshooter mechanic mm. and he, he flies off in his little bug craft. Yep. Looks like a dragonfly type of thing. Yep. And he flies off and these you know, drone is down. And, yeah. and straight up we, we get into a bit of uh, action where yes. is a, the drone is down and he's got to replace it. Yep. And we see that he's being watched. Ooh, mm. watched. And then we get the say the dog moment, mm. not say the cat <laughs> moment, where the drone... And because this dog had no other significance. No. Except... To show that Jack cares about life. Yeah, because he's telling the dog to bugger off. Yeah, and the this drone's, drone's about gonna, to blow it out. Drone's going to wake up and he just knows that drone's not going to be friendly. And in fact, the drone kind of is a bit sketchy on Jack as well. Yeah. Which yeah. which does make you a bit wonder about the relationship between these drones and mm. the humans. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, and the, but otherwise... And we, and we also have that he's got a partner, Victoria, mm-hmm. both romantically and work-wise... Back on this little hub thing that they like yeah, in the sky, tower they're, thing. yeah, yeah they they're kind that. of in the sky on this, you know, it's like a really slick LA apartment, really. Yeah, it, it does. Like, it reminds me a lot of one of those, <laughs> one of those cliff perching little apartments that you yeah. always get in these. And I mean, like, she's there to relay mission control from the Tet. Is it Tet? Oh, I thought it was Tech. Yeah, Tet. A Tet. Okay. I'm going to get that wrong a few times. Yeah, that's okay. Tech. Call it whatever um, you like. <laughs> so she's relaying uh, information from there and also sort of letting them know what they're doing. Um, we do find out that the the scavs are kind of like they're pulling down the drones and they've lost a couple in their area mm. that they look after. Um, and uh, we get this, what you said before, are you effective partnership Yeah. or team? Are you still an effective team? Team, team. And she, she, she keeps, Victoria keeps saying, yes, we are about Thomas. And, yeah. and also, it's just another day in paradise. Yeah, just another day in paradise. Just another day in paradise, which clearly it wasn't for them. Yeah, and they had two weeks before they're going to be shipped off, uh, finish their tour of duty, and they're going to be shipped off up to Titan. Mm. So then he, he, he's fi- he, he does that thing with the dog. He saves the dog, and he's okay. He's back flying along, and he's looking for this other... Uh, drone 166 mm. and he's kind of going along going along and uh the radar is not picking it up so he goes i'm going to go on land and he lands and he gets on his bike yeah and this is where we get well, this is again is where we get tom cruise at his best yeah I wasn't, like, I wasn't sure the significance of having to we just put tom cruise his, on a bike sorry put him motorbike. on a bike come on he couldn't drive a fast car put him on a bike yeah he was, he was pretty cool we need him to do that sort of stuff this is what tom cruise does oh yeah and sunglasses on <laughs> he does, his aviators yeah. He's very looking, much. He loves doing that. It's looking very maverick. Yeah. yeah. So and look, all of that is telling us a lot about who Jack is. This mm. is the whole point of this, I reckon. Um, but anyway, so he finds through his scanner uh, that it's come up that it's sort of in this weird hole, in a cave kind of, or, or he calls a, it a sinkhole. Sinkhole. He calls it a sinkhole. But I think it's actually the New York State Library. Yeah. <laughs> and so he descends down this hole because he's pretty happy to do that, uh, and he finds. It's a booby trap. Yeah. It's it, not actually... It's actually a, a globe. Yeah, I mean, globe. I would have been suspicious going, oh, there it is over there. Yeah. You know, how to get in there? Okay. It's covered by a tarp. Mm. It'll be like, who's covering it with a tarp? But he did kind of give us, you know, he mm. did give that reaction. He was a bit like, well, what's going on here? Yeah, but, but he throws it back and it's actually a globe. Yeah, it's a globe. And just like the, the transmitter of the drone sitting there. 
yeah. making his little Star Wars-esque noise. Yeah. And so he suddenly, he's been, and this whole time when he's doing this, you can see that he's being kind of watched uh, and he puts his foot in a foot trap mm. and he's like sucked down with rope, but he manages to get himself free. Uh, we can see that there's all sorts of creatures, these scavs are in there with him. So he runs like hell uh, and he has to sort of jump to back across a, a little canyon thing. Oh, or that's a real... That's again a Tom Cruise moment. Tom Cruise moment. He's like Great holding big on. Big jump, and he yeah. slides him. He managed to pull himself up. I pull himself up, and these creatures are on top of him. Hooks, sort of hooks his cable on, and starts going up, and then and it, it cuts. <laughs> so it was a good moment that bit, wasn't it? And because he goes, uh, and we get that that bass drop. Yeah, and so it's so popular. It was in Wandering Earth as well. Yeah, when they they get the in the Wandering Earth is is when the, the truck was up, and everyone's sort of flying inside the truck mm. went slow motion, and it went boom, <laughs> and then they have people fall. And yeah. it was certainly very popular about five years ago. Yeah, it was. every other movie seemed to have this moment where there'd drop. be uh, something cool would happen. Yeah, yeah, and you get a doom. I, I liked in that moment, but wasn't it? Because as he was ascending, he's like, "Ha ha, suckers!" <laughs> Which uh, was a nice moment because they don't quite often the action heroes don't they don't do that, you know. But he was like that, and then the rope cut, you know. Yeah, he looked, and, he looked um, a bit upset by that. Yeah, I know. It was like, no, suck, sucked in. But that's control. that's okay because yeah. Victoria had sent a massive re. Organize yep. a, a drone to come fly in, yes. and that's when we saw how effective these drones are. They and are terrifying. Little they thing. are. They just lit this thing up, didn't it? it Blew every. It dropped scab. out. They, they move so purposefully and they with do. such strength. Yep. There's no wishy washy movements on these things. It's no. And they're firing. I mean, what the hell are they firing? They are firing some bullets, aren't they? Yeah, they were shooting like disintegrator <laughs> blobs or something. Like that. <laughs> Science fiction disintegrator guns. So all that happens. He saved. And he, he spots a book on the ground and he picks it up and he reads. Uh, yeah. The, uh, no, he doesn't read it, doesn't he? But he kind of like brushes and he looks at it like it's a foreign, like, like a vegetarian looking at a steak. Like he didn't know what the hell he was looking at, you know? Um, anyway, then he's back uh, at the LA apartment and Victoria is um, telling him to come to dinner and stuff and is he okay? And we've got this kind of... We start to see that in their relationship, she's all about the policy, and mm. he, whereas he's a little bit of a risk taker. And so in this scene, he gives he, he comes up with a surprise. Now remember again that he has been romantic. They've been romantic. You know, we know they're in a romantic relationship and a professional relationship. Probably never a good idea, but in this situation, in such close quarters, anyway, he gives her a flower that he's been you know Watering. growing, and uh, she immediately takes it outside and throws it off. And says, you know, it's toxic. You don't know what's in it. Blah blah blah. Um, which I mean, look, I did make it did make me think. Yeah, but he goes out there every day. Like, wouldn't he be toxic? You know? Yeah, but anyway. I, I think that's also a bit representative of the fact that she she doesn't want to be there. No, she she wants to go. Wants, and and you see a bit more of this towards the yeah, end of the film. There, where I mean. you realise that there's a bit of a pole opposite with the two characters going. But on. You, you also realise there was right when there are astronauts flying up, there was already a bit of three-way tension there mm. where she was not quite so happy that yeah. he and Julia were together yeah, and she was kind of forcing things a bit there. Yeah, and I think so, yeah. In denial. Yeah. And it's the same sort of thing. It's like, oh, this flower, he wants to stay here. No, I, how do I you keep him? You need to him, come with me, yeah. Keep him yeah. with me. Yeah, we're about and, to go. Come on, we're about to get our job done, aren't we? Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing she, we, we did in the startup. She's like, there's only two more weeks left to this job and we're out of here. It reminded me of Iron Mother as well. When yeah. 
mother took the mouse and he went, oh, how nice, <laughs> took it straight into the incinerator. And this is, oh, a flower, dropped it off the edge and came back. Yeah, and that, that's what I mean. We get a real, um, very quickly in this film because she is the technician, you know, he's a bit more rogue, which again says a lot about Jack. Um, and, uh, you know, versus Victoria, you know, being a bit more clean, clean cut. Uh, so when he questions about the mission then, uh, and this is a great scene because this is in, I was, I was starting to think, is this film going to be a bit of a thriller? Mm. Because like, is it going to have a thriller element? Like, is she, because again, I didn't know anything that was going to happen in this story going in blank. Like in that scene, in the scene next, he is kind of questioning the mission a little bit. And so she does the good old trick, which is, totally seduces him mm. and they make out in the pool yeah like I, and so what i mean by a thriller is quite often that's what happens in a thriller like you you have this moment of clarity for the key character and the opposite character their partner or something like seduces them or distracts them, distracts them from what's actually happening. hey let's you know, let's do something totally different yeah and, and it's always something a bit uh in the it's always something quite often sexual or naughty and in this case See now, she was such a clear policy maker. It's like she walks out, strips off, hops into the pool. You know, it's like, oh, this is a bit naughty. This is a bit, un, you know, and uh, then she pulls him into the pool, doesn't she? You mm. know, so it's like, yeah, they're doing something a bit outrageous. And I thought, oh, she's hiding, you know, she's hiding something there. But in fact, what it was was, of course, she's, as you said before, like she's trying to go, oh, how can I keep him? How can yeah. I hold on to him? She's got that, that trace still yeah. left in her memory. Yeah. Of- because we don't see, we see in, we see Jack's memory, but we don't see, maybe she's having some sort of memory too. Yeah. Yeah, it's some sort of, she must do. Yeah. So they wake up in the morning. Um, oh, sorry. And in the pool, when they're making out, he has a bit of a, yeah, flip out moment where it's not her. It's the girl from his memory, mm. which is Julia. You know, and we don't know that at this point who she is, but this other girl kind of is there in the pool with him, isn't it? Underwater. That was nice. Um, so in the morning they wake up. He sort of wakes up freaking out from that and uh, there's this massive explosion in the horizon and it's one of the hydro fuel stations has yeah. been attacked and annihilated overnight. Um, and we get the kind of mission from above, uh, the message from above that uh, it's one of their drone fuel cells have been used. Yeah. So you guys, are, suddenly they're not doing a good job. Yeah, are you still effective? You still effective is the question. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, we're unsure about that. And uh, Jack goes flying off to uh, see what's going on, and he leads him to a uh, to a beacon. Yeah, he goes first. He, he does. He, he flies he off to the, to the thing and flies around, and they say, uh, "And now we're missing." Um, well, were they missing a couple of drones? No, is it, no. Now we're getting a, a signal. So he goes he goes to find the signal that's, that's playing. Yeah. And they go, what? Uh, they mentioned to decode it and it's uh, yeah. coordinates, coordinates, GPS yeah. coordinates. And he goes to those coordinates. But it's, the, the beacon, though, is on the Empire State Building, which yeah. is in his memory, yep. where he's with this woman. Yes. And so he's he's getting some strong He's memories getting some more and, flashbacks again, yeah. And he's, he, he even grabs the uh, little monkey doll. Yeah. We don't see that until in a little bit where he flies off. Yeah. In his investigations, he uh, scurries away down to a little secret but, hidey hole. Yeah, just hold on before you do oh. that. So the the beacon is because he gets her to, to yeah, to, um, uh, oh, what's the word? Gets him to 
analyze it and it is look at it good look at it good yeah my words have just totally locked my brain um that's just, we need security, to bring in the space mate. that's a security but, memory wipe that's right i've had not, i've had a memory wipe today um but yeah the scabs are sending they realize the scabs are sending a signal off planet yeah which is like what the why are they sending something off planet they, that's don't, they don't get good. it and so he disconnects it mm, he calling it. in reinforcements maybe yeah so it's good old Jack saves the day, and then it's that's where he goes off to his little secret secret hiding yeah, hole. Yeah, he's got to investigate the uh, these his fallen drones. And, and we and... we know as well because when he goes to this cabin in the woods, he uh, he 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 doesn't tell Victoria. No, he, he goes he goes under. He, he says goes uh, under the he goes towards the border, and we see yeah. it's like the radiation zone. He says, oh, "I'm just going to do a perimeter sweep, mm. and I might be going out of comms." Mm. Mm. Yeah, which is and Victoria is obviously like distraught, mm. and and again with insight from later on, you realise that yeah, this is again she she doesn't feel she has that control. She doesn't yeah, she have must, him. Yeah, because she sort of says to him, "Don't don't go off." You know, I can't. You know, yeah, I can't protect and, you. I can't, and can't the tech is you. not in. The tech's switching off right now. Yeah. You know, like you know what you know. Come go on, uh, uh, you're mine, aren't you? You're mine. You're mine. I di- what she didn't realize is it had she oh actually gosh. just gone out with him. Yeah, I know. When he'd asked, but she doesn't like that. She's clearly not too keen on the whole. Yeah, thing because we do have a couple of moments where he keeps saying to her, or maybe it's after that, isn't it? But yeah, it's you should like come he, down with me. You yeah. should come down with me. So and she keeps saying. No. He goes off off to his little hidey hole. It's like a valley where it's all green. It's survived. Yeah. The, the various devastations that have occurred. And, I mean, the rest of the planet, the Empire State Building is up to its chin in silk. Sand, yeah, or silk. Um, and I've got to say, the the special effects in this were spot on. Like the, yeah. the computer graphics adding in these landmarks and things mm, into these yeah. desert scenes was just flawless. I think mm. I was looking and they just got the lighting right. It's very effective. So he's in this valley and he's got like a little uh, hut, a house, cabin, I guess you would call it. Uh, by a little lake, and it's it's a it's basically an American romantic dream. Yeah, yeah they always have the, the the cabin in the woods by the lake. It's, you know? it's the it's the cabin in the woods. He's he's got uh, you know it's all old school stuff for yeah, a record. For now, you know, it's record play. He's got these old records. You know, he's he's got the little soft teddy from the New York. Um, Every, everything that's thing. analog and yeah, it's a yeah, basketball ring. You can you know, touch like, it and feel, yeah. and you can hear and. It, and and he's got the old New York uh, Yankees cap, and you know, like it said so much about his character, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a big nostalgia freak. Mm, yeah, and it's really appealing to our generation. Of, That's right. And I remember because I remember coming home from high school, yeah. around my friend's place, and we put the record player on. And there's something special about there is putting the needle onto the song you want, and you get that little scratch sound, you do. and then nothing like it. We we're gonna the teenage audience that listen to Space Brain is gonna be freaking out right now. Sorry. I know, there's probably, if they're nerds like me, that they probably have mm. played with record players. <laughs> um, the tech is listening. Yeah, so, <laughs> so anyway, he, he has a bit, of a, a, a bit of a snooze and he plays a bit of basketball. And <laughs> there's something down there. It has to be, or is it me? Is it like, is it an insect? Yeah, it's a little insect buzzing in the midst of insects. No, I'll just, I'll just, I'll have to remember to cut this bit out. Yeah, cut this bit out, sorry. You see it? Is it alive? What is it? 
say no? What? No. That's <laughs> weird. Pretend you can get that like a little bouncy thing, just like flipping against the glass or something, kicking. Okay, well. Yeah. So anyway, he has his little lie down. Yep. Snooze. He plays a bit of basketball. He listens to some uh, old music. You know, and his records are all like uh, classics. He's yeah. got Pink Floyd, The yeah. Wall, for example. He's got Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah. Uh, a few other bits and pieces, uh, and. Yeah, he ends up. He he goes back home at that point. Well, there's a there's a entry across the sky. Ah, oh, sorry. Yes. There's a suddenly there's something exploding and like something's entering the atmosphere yeah. and coming down man-made. Um, so he immediately gets back and you know gets into gets the spaceship. Gets back online and find, and Victoria tells him that he landed in sector seventeen, which is yep. where the coordinates were. Yeah. So this is clearly triggered by that beacon. Yeah. Uh, he goes to investigate. She says, no, don't. Yep. But he's going. He's, he's, he's already there. Because <laughs> she says, oh, I can't, I can't cover you or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, she manages to get a drone to head over that way, though. And so as he gets there, this drone turns up. And mission controller tell, uh, tech is telling him, don't go there. Yeah, do not go there, sir. Yeah, we've got this covered. Uh, but he goes in. He sees he sees the the sleeping pods. Yes, scattered across the ground, scattered with people's in it. He's yeah, like, oh, they're humans. <laughs> and humans. as he's walking around in there, a drone turns up. Yep. And starts shooting the life pods of yep. the hibernation. Starts creeps. killing them. Yeah, immediately. And he them. and he gets inside the the spacecraft where there is Julia. Asleep, and he's like, oh, "It's the woman from his memory. It's my memories." And he, there's a tense the moment there where the, <laughs> the, the the drone is going to shoot it, and he jumps in front and like tries to deactivate it. Yeah. It's me, don't shoot me. And the drone goes, "Okay." <laughs> he begrud- I want to. It begrudgingly backs down yeah. at that point and says, "Okay, we probably probably yeah, won't shoot you just okay. yet." Yeah, we'll hold off. Uh, so he and he, he takes so he, he takes her brings back. this sarcophagus back. <laughs> and resuscitate, and you know, and Victoria is none too pleased. No. She's not sure she's going to open the glass doors and let him in. No, but she does. Yep. And they they open it up and help this this woman who coughs up a lungful of goo. Yeah, she's had a big night on the turks. breathing fluid. I think she yep. refers to it as. I'm going to just say that next time I have a hard night out, and I was just <laughs> like, oh, no, no, it's just breathing I'm fluid. It's just. <laughs> I just wake up out of my hypersleep pod. Yeah, I feel I feel like that, and yeah. So then Julia wakes up later on, and we we immediately. It's funny because I think I, it took me a, a little bit as it went on these couple of scenes, but it, like the way I sort of I wrote it down, it's like this is a threesome that ain't going too well for Mister Jack. Yeah, you <laughs> can see Victoria. There's a bit of tension, isn't there? Like Victoria's helping out, but yeah, you can see she's, she's shitty. She's not. She's only begrudgingly doing it because mm. she doesn't really want this person yeah. to die. Yeah. If yeah. if she didn't think she was actually in trouble, she probably would have just let her alone. But the yeah. the thing was flashing red, and so she had to help out. She had to help out. Yeah. The moment Julie wakes up, she wakes up and goes, "Oh, Jack," and then falls back unconscious. <laughs> yeah. And and there's sort of some tense moments there where yeah, Victoria just wants to sedate her unconscious yeah. and leave her unconscious, no doubt. They have dinner, and she kind of. 
she oh it's okay if you'll be alone and she holds his hand really forcefully and mm. really nice stuff in there i think actually it's a good little uh tension and i didn't pick up on that triangle but you you're saying like the spaceship is a triangle and you Spaceship's know like triangle, the little yeah, symbols are triangle. triangle so yeah the spaceship the, the threesome with the dragonfly craft yeah. it's got uh the main pod he's in then two engine pods and it's yep. landing gear he's got three and there's it's sort of a bit of triples in, in a lot of this. So in the morning, Julie and Jack, Victoria doesn't like this again, but they go back to the yeah, crash ship because she wants to get the black box, basically. Yeah, because Jack is pressing and saying, who are you? Who yeah. who are you? Yeah. You know, what's going on? She says, oh, I have to get my flight recorder. You'll know. So he goes, okay, fine. And they, they piss off early in the morning because they know that Victoria's not going to be Victoria's happy. not going to be happy with this. <laughs> and she's not. And and she's she, not. she wakes up and sees he's gone and... With the with this other woman and and you can well imagine she's kind of like I'm not pleased with that. No, and when so when she kind of gets in contact with them, uh, they're already there and they she Julia does get the black box, but they're attacked by scavs. Yeah, and it was an ambush. Knocked out. There's a bit of an ambush. They're knocked out by these scavs and they're taken. And so poor Jack, he's sort of got this foggy memory going on, waking up and as he's being dragged along the dirt tracks. Um, you know, uh, and the next thing you know, he wakes up, he's tied up in pitch black and we have the, vo- the beautiful voice of God of Morgan Freeman come Morgan over. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> this is no one does it better. I mean, if you've got enough money, sorry, you have to put Morgan Freeman in, in exit plan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to bring if I had, If I had the money, you know, like, there would just be the most ridiculous cameos in any movie I made. <laughs> like Morgan Freeman. But, the, but I like this because it's, like I said before, like, I reckon this director has really thought that through and just gone, yeah, I'm going to have you in the dark and no one can well, see you for five minutes. Well, he starts with that like, quote of, yeah. is it Her- uh, uh, Horatius? Horatius. Uh, Horatius on the bridge. And is there something you know, poetic along the lines of uh, when men die and meet their gods in the burnt <laughs> temples yeah. or something? It's just beautiful. It's, it's a lovely bit of poetry there and, and Morgan Freeman presents it so lovingly. And I heard that and I went, oh, I forgot that he was in it. You know, mm. I knew Tom Cruise as a Tom Cruise movie, but you don't realise it's also a Morgan Freeman movie. So the leader, anyway, beyond, beyond having that little, you know, amazing moment of Morgan Freeman's voice, um, the leader, you know, he, he talks to him and he tells him about the scabs of people and they lights up the place they're in and there's all these humans, you know, men, women, children. Um, and that then he, he explains to him, that they have the nuke, uh, they want to put it in a drone and they want to send it up to the tech and blow it to smithereens and they need him to do that. To program it, yeah. Because he's the technician. He's not convinced though. No. So he says that, you know, he he, he wants to be let free and there's a just as, like they shoot him in the chest, but he's got bulletproof armor yep. on. Yeah, And then they're holding the gun at Julie's head and yep. there's like this tense moment yep. of, um, you know, standoff, and then there's an alarm goes off because the yeah. drone has a caught drone up. Drone has him. caught up to them, yep. And the drone, and then so people creep out and they sort of do this like shooting from different angles, and they they shoot the drone and it explodes and kills the people. And you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of it's a very expensive process dealing mm. with these drones, which makes you realise that this drone they captured and refitted would have been a an expensive process yeah, that, yeah. that's cost lives for yeah. sure. Yep. Not to mention the fact that they're now seriously risking their lives. But then 
they they they're leading Tom Cruise off and Julia off. Jack and Julie. Yep, Jack and Julie. JJ. Uh, yeah, I didn't notice that before. I did. Yeah, <laughs> Jack and Julie. Yeah, it's very American, American. names. Although her last name is Rosakova. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. And I I I've got to say later when it's the flashback and you see I I'm sure that there's is it like a Russian flag underneath her or a Polish flag or something. Yeah, I don't, I but anyway. I don't know. I'm not it's into the choice. I yeah. wonder why they went. Oh, yeah. But maybe, maybe she is Polish. I mean, the NASA people they do work together and stuff. You know, it's international. So well, I mean, it's act- international. Sorry, the, act- the actress herself has got a, a yeah. um, Polish or so. As they're taken off, they let him free. And um, what does he famously say to Jack Morgan Freeman? He Morgan says, Frisons "Go to the radiation. Oh, and you yes, have all to- your answers." Yeah, yeah. If you, you, Go to your radiation zone and you get your answers. Yeah, but they don't do that. They, no, they don't. They don't you'll do that be cooked. Anywhere. You'll be no, cooked. If you you'll be cooked there. if you go there. Um, so they go. He knows he's got to try to get back to Victoria and the and the LA apartment. And so he goes back to the beacon and sends another day in paradise. So she yeah. knows. You know, Victoria's relieved. He's alive. He's still with that. Bitch of Julia. <laughs> Julia. God almighty. But he's alive. So she's actually is quite happy because we haven't said much about him. We won't. But she's been playing a little bit of little bit of white lies with the tech. You know, oh, everything's okay. It's all right. We're still an effective team. We're still team. an effective team. But she's, you know, she's, she's not quite. She's a bit ruffled. Her feathers are a bit ruffled in those scenes. But um, anyway, so she's happy that he's still alive. And But because they're back at this beacon, which uh, is the... Um, Empire State. Uh, Empire State building. This is where Julia kind of opens up to him and she says, uh, I I am your wife. You know, like mm. uh, you asked, you brought me here. And, the, and this is where Jack has a moment of clarity and the memory actually turns, if you notice, it turned from black and white to colour. Yes, it's colour. It's beautiful. So, which is great. It's very symbolic. Um, so, kind of bringing it from the past to the present. And he, he remembers that um, they were, and she says that they were actually on a mission together um, and they got directed to, instead of going to Titan, they got directed to investigate this alien spaceship that arrived in our, you know, um, radius to Earth. And uh, so he's a bit confused about that. But, yeah, he sees um, Julia and the fact that he proposed to her on top of the Empire State Building and he does. He he like kind of has a profound moment of you are my what you know you are my wife. <laughs> You're my wife. <laughs> oh, okay. I've got are. two women here. All right, it's going good for Mister Jackie Jack. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, he goes back to Victoria and tries to convince her that uh, you know I've got a wife. As again, yeah, saying, like, I've got a wife. She's like, what are you doing with her? Yeah, what are you still doing with her? He's like, well, she's um, my wife. Oh, so because. We did see that when Julia says, "You know, we're, you know, you proposed to me," and he's like, oh, "You're, you're my wife." They kind of embrace, and I think via the vision of the uh, yeah, the, 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 the spaceship, the, the spaceship that was coming the, to pick the dragonfly, up. yeah, the dragonfly yeah. thing. She sort of sees them embrace. So of course, when she comes, she's pissed off because yeah, so you can imagine the some memory of hers triggered. Yeah, he's going, "Hang That's on, right. hang on." I sort of did like you, and you didn't ever like me, and you proposed yeah, I don't to know her. How I this think, works. You know, again, we were not privy to that. But I mean, sorry, you're a married man. It'd be like if your wife saw your vision of you kissing someone. I mean, you'd rock <laughs> up at the door, and the doors would be locked, wouldn't they? 
<laughs> no, she'd, so. she'd probably probably laugh or assume that I'd been paid to do it or something. I, I'm a peculiar person. Yeah. Okay. You'd get away with it more. I'd probably have the shotguns being fired at me. Yeah. So there we go. But so Victoria locked the doors. That's what she's done. And it's a glass door. So she gets to have a conversation with it. He's telling her, you know, like you got, you know, because he's realized that there's more to this whole thing. You know, you've got to come down and see what's come going down on. and see what's going on. She's refusing. And she hits the and intercom she, to the tent. Yep. She hits the intercom of the tent. And of course, then the doors open. Yeah, well, and, well, she well, says, uh, well, she tells well, the text, says, uh, you're yeah, one. blah, 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 Jack's come back. There's, there's another one here. Are uh, you still an affected team? No, we are not. Oh, and he's like, no, don't say that. Don't, don't, don't say the word. <laughs> don't do this. That's you a, can't see the, me. I'm waving my hand. That's the safety sex word. Don't say that. Yeah, We're in trouble just, now. <laughs> that's the safe word. That's the safe word. But then the doors open. Yeah. Which they're, is they're surprising baffled. to both yeah. of them. They're like, yep. oh, oh, okay. But we then see little the shot. Underneath in the repair garage, the drone that they've been working on, waiting for the shielding uh, to to be re- suddenly comes repaired, alive, comes alive and it through the pops ceiling. off its little bits and pieces, yeah. and it, it comes out up next to the the um, flat, shoots yep. through and blasts Julia into smithereens. Yeah, she's done. Literal smithereens, yep. I'm sure they are. And Jack gets knocked to the ground, and they're seeing it. It dramatically passes through the curtains, the fire, and the, the they drip off it yeah and as a it was a killer wondrous thing and just you think okay well that's it for parole jack black 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 um <laughs> julia has gotten the other machine and, yeah. and shot guns in the side and of course it's shielding was off so it yeah. just got it just got annihilated went down yep so whew, jack's I, still alive poor victoria's out of that threesome she's done she didn't suffer though no, she was annihilated. And, and you know, she, she did call Mission Control. She could have gone down and maybe got on with, uh, you, you, you know, the you Game see, of Thrones dude. We all know a person like this, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. Who would, who would policy. Well, actually, I'm going to report Yeah, I'm going to toll the boss. This is know? going to have to be written up, you know. And you kind it never of go, works out, uh, actually. It never works happen. out in these movies. Do you know yeah. what? In these type of sci-fi movies, it never works out for that person. There's a good, uh, there's oddly a enough, rule. however, except for Alien, where yeah. she's where like, we, we've got to follow the... The Still rules. doesn't work out for, for no, a long not really. Really. <laughs> I mean, say. Because no one else helps her, you know. Yeah, but anyway. And in this context, it does, still doesn't help out. So that well, they they piss off, don't they? They because he's he's now convinced he's gone. He's seen this death. Yep. And he jumps in the in the flyer and shoots off and and flies off and then there's like oh, being it, chased it, by yeah, drones. It, that's no, hang on. There's a little moment where he talks to the tech. Uh, and it's a bit weird. It's like it's sort of revealing itself. It's not quite how it's been. Yeah, it's, it's the not, voice has changed a little bit. It's not maintaining its pretense. No, anymore. and uh, but then he's disappeared. They've taken off because they've realised. And all of a sudden, I think it's three drones. Yeah, three drones chase. get, get uh, pulled off. And there's pretty much a good old-fashioned sci-fi, you know, spaceship gun battle. You know, through the tunnels. Yeah, and the there's a lightning and, storm, yeah. and then and this is where I think it was very Star Wars again through yeah. the the. Valley, valley, which yeah. is just like the Death Star it fight. Is. Yep. Yeah, but it was well done. It was, it was very it well was done. Great but... sort of little shoots through there, and it was nice it, to I mean, see it has, these. It, it, I was just going to say, it has all those moments. Like he ducks into a waterfall, they go past. He chases them. He fires. He gets rid of one of them, and then they like they like. There's a couple of cool sciencey moments in the you know like the drones reverse fire. Yeah, they're and then one goes one way, the other one goes the other, and then it, that one comes up behind him, and then he in his spaceship is able to turn and shoot. Well, it's, it's funny because like, I cool. noticed that the like, guns like, on that thing cool. 
the guns are the thing on the top and the bottom of that yeah. rather than on the sides. Yes. And I noticed that and, and thought, that's an odd arrangement, Dad. Yeah. Normally you'd have them on the sides. But it's because now it can rotate backwards and yeah. face backwards and shoot over mm. over and under the body. Because it was a yeah, so it was a killer gunfight. And if you're into that kind of stuff, this movie has that going on for it, I think. So Yeah, it was um, well done. Now he manages to destroy the three of them and one drone has gone over um uh and yeah, one drone has um crashed that's right, it was crashed into it one six six. Again, it came back to the same drone. That's interesting. I don't know why. A six six. Yeah, I don't know. Six, six, three, yeah. Three, three, yeah. But it came back again. Um uh so he's crashed and he's like but he can hear it, so he's like, I've got to get rid of it. Mm. And they're in the radiation zone is where they've crash landed, and he runs up to the top of this sand dune and looking over the top, and suddenly there's another of his spaceships dragonflies landing, dragonflies yeah. things, landing and a person getting out and going up to it. It looks like it's going to fix it, like him. Yeah, and he's like, no, don't he's fix like, it. Don't, don't fix it. <laughs> and his gun doesn't work anymore, so he like has to run And at down. this point, you're thinking, oh, okay, it's a bit weird there's in the radiation yeah, zone, but yeah. okay, well, maybe they just have it gridded yeah. off and different towers and the different technicians. It kind Which of is what they sense, have done. But, but it gets weirder than that because as he approaches, it's another freaking jack. Jack Harper. <laughs> That's another one of him. Technique. And this guy's like confused that he's a Jack and they're sort of staring it down each other and they kind of managed to put their guns down, but then they have a fight. They have a good old Tom Cruise versus Tom Cruise yeah, fight. Yeah, but then Julia comes running up and says, hey. hey. And then there's like... But she's bleeding. Well, it's a typical thing because in the gunfight, in the in the hand-to-hand, yeah. uh, number 52, because number 49 is yep. the one we've been following, number We're 52 doing. pulls his gun out and... Points it at Jack, we push it aside and fires, fires off. So it's hit and Julie. Julie's like 30 metres away. Yeah. And you get to think, I was thinking, what what on earth are the chances if this wasn't a movie, that wouldn't have <laughs> even happened? Because to to so accurately aim 30 metres away just happened to be on the exact right trajectory. But that's, That would it's be a, a good question for Mythbusters, wouldn't it? It's a, it's a movie and this is what happens. That's what happens. Raise the stakes. So they fight. She's been shot. She's bleeding. Our Jack, number 49, 49, has kind of taken the day and tied him up, dumped him in the sand. Um, he So he can kick his own ass. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the, Tom Cruise can beat up his own ass. That's exactly right. Sorry. Um, and he, anyway, he says to her, you've got to stay here. Um, he dumps her in a cave kind I'll of thing. I'll be back. I'll be right back. You know, I'm thinking, why aren't you taking her with her? But anyway. Um, because he's going back to Victoria. She wouldn't be too happy to no. see that see that again. But this time he's going to number 52's Victoria. Tower, which is a, um, a tower on a, a Yeah, cliff this time bridge. it's on a cliff. It's an LA apartment on a cliff. So he goes there and uh, he sort of wanders around. And Victoria is there. She's okay. She's not dead, uh, which is weird as well. Again, so she's obviously a, a version of them. And uh, he again, he gives her this opportunity okay. You're, you're also immediately Come. wondering, like, he's number Come. 49 and this is 52. So is there, like, 1 through 48? Yeah. And also 50 and 51? Well, it's 51? the whole planet. It probably is. Yeah, there so might be going, 100 of them. Might you're going, be, Yeah. Freaky. Poor, bug, poor Victoria is sort of leading this oh, whole she, oh weird... Oh, man, she's got this... That, she's kind of got it pretty shitty, doesn't that's she? That's a kind of hell, really, It's a hell it? for her, really, yeah. And I suppose for him as well. But, like, yeah, she's sort of torn heartstrings the whole time. 
And you'd imagine like any of these those movies where it's alternate realities, like they wouldn't be romantic in some of these, would they? Yeah, you've got to wonder. They would all be a little bit different. Yeah, you'd think there'd be a slightly different. Yeah. Because it was a different relationship with these ones here because he says, you should come down, you wouldn't believe what's down there. And she says, I've already, we've spoken about this so many times. And you go, well, hold on, we've been watching him. They haven't really spoken about it much. Like she wasn't, number 49's Victoria wasn't quite so, didn't have the same sort of response. No. And she was like, uh, clearly number 52 had, had often said, you should come down with me. Yeah. Which again, you're thinking, lady, if you like him so much, <laughs> Why don't you and go you actually him? want he him wants to, to like take you, you for a drive, man. You see do have to compromise <laughs> a bit and see what he's into. Yes, no, no. Victoria wants it this way. Yeah. So maybe not. Maybe maybe she doesn't deserve it after all. Um. So anyway, then he takes Jewel. He he goes down, and we see him quickly, like you know, with modern or well, futuristic medicine yeah. in their world. It's like, almost like the predators thing. Yeah. It'll spray. Yeah, spray. <laughs> Suck something it. else that's going to hurt her. Yeah, and, suck uh, out the bullet or something. And then, anyway, and then she wakes up um, in the cabin in the woods. Yes. And there's a good moment here because it's basically they have the, she comes out and he's looking at the lake and stuff and she, um, he says to her, I'm not him, yeah. meaning I'm not the real Jack. You know, I, I am some version of Jack. And she says that, well, they're his memories, so you are him. Yeah. Yes, it doesn't matter. An interesting philosophy that they didn't really explore too much. No, they didn't. They didn't go deep in this film about cloning and that in that way. But um, yeah, so then they decide he's going to leave, and then she decides to come too. That they're gonna, they have to go um, help the scabs. Yeah, they have to do the mission. So a perfect plot point, really, in this point in the movie. So they both set off. That that brush of death. This is him choosing Act Three. Yep. So Act Three comes in where he's decided to take action. Uh, and the really the the antagonist has changed because originally the scavs were the sort of the bad guys and yeah you know, the the boogeyman who hid in the dark and sabotaged stuff and blew up yep. you know our engineering marvels and now it's turned we along with Jack have been fully convinced in fact no there's something wrong with that tet floating up there and these drones and we need to stop it hmm. so that that was it was. It was well done, I, and you can see the experience of the scriptwriters here that yeah. we just naturally progressed in there. When he was first confronted with it, even threatened with his own life, he was kind of not convinced because he was still thinking, it's, that te- is full of people. Yeah, sure, you guys might be down here doing this stuff. Maybe you're sort of a rebel faction or something, but yeah. that Tet's full of people. Yeah, can't I can't blow, blow that up. But now he's going, oh, okay, this, is, this has gone too far. Yep. We've had that... Um, had enough encounters now that his worldview has changed. Yes. So he, he returns back, and I, I do like this scene here because, in contrast, he turns up and Morgan Freeman comes and says, I you know, wasn't sure you were coming back. Yeah. And he said, Yeah, okay. He goes in there and he twiddles, thing. twiddles with the, the, the thing he wants it, and it bumps up, and they go, Okay, we're going to do this. And it's sort of the, the reverse now. Now we've got the lights are on, he's surrounded by people. Yeah. Just like before. But now they're not like all looking down at him while he's tied up. They're all, they're all with him. And I like this little touch. He looks to the side and a kid, maybe a 10-year-old boy, pushes forward out and sort of stands and watches in awe. <laughs> and, you know, you go, as an audience member, you, you look at that and go, yeah, this isn't just like a bunch of like rough and tumble blokes who are... No. This is families and, and this is not just a 
a military outfit who know what they've gotten into, as as the saying goes. But this is actual humans, families trying to live. And that was just a nice little touch that I, I noticed and went, oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. So they start gearing up. You know, they, They've got this little tractory thing that they've got the drone on. They've got to take it out of their bunker. So, but in that, they're also, it, it's, if you do Blake Schneider, it's the Pope in the pool scene because he's, he's doing all sorts of, he's doing all sorts of, uh, ex, you know, like things to the drone, like he's getting it all ready. And that's yeah. what we're watching. But good old Morgan Freeman is stepping us back through like what happened mm. to earth because he's saying that he was a young man in the military and barely the tech rocked the up. Military. Yeah, barely one year. Good. But the tech arrived and blew up the moon right out of the night sky, you know? And so he tells us that and he said that Earth was taken over. We, we can't we do the earthquakes. And he said we? most... No, I'm not even going to try. I'm just doing an American. Um, earthquakes, like they did most of the damage. Yeah, Chicago's on Chicago was okay. Yeah. And then most people were starving to death. And then this is the bit. And in a way, I wish... I wish... I mean, your imagination does this, but it's like... Then he's like... And then they sent down, you know, the troops in cruise yeah, ships. The, the troop and when the doors yeah. opened, it was you, Jack. Yeah. Hundreds of you, you know, and I'm like, oh my god, can you imagine hundreds of Tom Cruise coming out of it? I mean, Hollywood would probably go, yes, please. Like, yes. yeah, this would save us His like price would of money. Drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can just pay them like ten bucks each to be in a movie. But like, I, I, I was just like, oh god, can you? Like, my imagination really fired up on that. I liked that idea, but it was a clever scene because, and then, and then, uh, you know, and he also it says, it made me wonder what lie they up. told those Jack. Because yeah, when you're confronted, you're sitting there in like a, a unit of a, you know, your ship lands and you, all your troops come out and there's like hundreds of you. What lie did they tell them? That's or was it... Actually. Or were they wearing like armor and masks and things? And then, and like, so there's kind of like, you've got to wear this because it's so irradiated down there. Yeah, yeah. You can, and, and that way they couldn't really see each other. Or I don't know. It's just yeah, curious. Yeah. Or it could have just been like... Yeah, there's hundreds of you. We've um, we cloned you because you're a good soldier. Yeah. Oh, okay. So makes sense. Yeah, and you got to blow all the people that aren't you because they're the alien. Yeah. You know. It it does make it easier to know who to shoot. Yes. <laughs> it's it's just you and everyone else. Uh, yeah. You sorry. against the world. There's a few thousand of you, but yeah. that's okay. There's ten million of you, but you know. So that was cool. And then they said that. Then after that, the drones were sent down to clean up and clean out the water. So yeah, it was a cool scene, but. And then when they're about to release the drone, drones attack. Yeah, it's really These things are ruthless. Up. They come into the caves that they're all hiding out in and yeah, they're shooting everywhere. Shooting the crap out of people. There's a great moment where one of them bumps a guy running and he just flies off into the, you know, like, you know, bumps off into the cliff face or whatever. Um, there's destruction, there's explosion, there's death, there's. You know, these now, drones. We, we get a. It's, it's a nice fairy tale moment. Fairy tales always have threes. Yeah. If there's a rule of three, so there was Another three there. There were three drones come in, yeah. and the first one came in. They shot it with a, their their stationary gun, whatever it was, and sort of it immediately blew up. And then the other two then started shooting around, and they had to hunt them. They, they, each of those was sort of a little challenge in itself. So you got this three three hurdles they had to leap over in order to finish the the show. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's a lot of death and destruction. Uh, the Game of Thrones dude saves Julia, you know, and and the kids that she was kind of saving herself, and so there's a moment there, um, 
and the drone is dead and it's the impression is they kill all the drones um and so is beach morgan freeman it's as though yeah, he's, he's dead like he's 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 lying there on his uh yeah and he, and he says like you know like in his last breath you know, send the drone, send the drone. He's like, well, actually, it's it's fucked. We can't send yeah. it. It's done. And he says, I would have liked to have seen the look on its face. Yeah. Put that drone up there. Um, but then they realise, Jack realises that, well, I'm going to fly it. I'm going to have to fly it in there and blow it up. Mm. And Julia says, well, they won't let you in, so let me come. Because if I come, they want me. You know, they want, yeah. they want to see who I am. So they'll let you in. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So reluctantly, they decide that, yeah, they will do that and they'll take the bomb straight up to the Tet. Um, and I, I, this was really interesting. So he takes off with Julia on board and the bomb and uh, it's, 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 it's a cool scene because then he starts playing the flight recorder. This is a really nice moment. Yeah, and it's we a, great, get the, a great way of getting that flashback yeah, to know what actually happened. Because, again, we, we haven't had to have all these flashbacks in the movie to tell the story. And in this scene, it's, it's a good moment to have a flashback. So he's flying up to the spaceship and then it flashes back. The first one, um, we realise that he's the pilot of the spacecraft and he, you know, of the Odyssey, the NASA thing, and they're kind of coming in on the Tet and he's reporting back to Mission Control, NASA headquarters. And who is it? It's the woman that's... Been telling them the whole time. Sally, Sally, yeah. yeah, you know, and so the alien then has obviously doctored Sally's image. And she's got that lovely know. Texan accent. Yeah, so she's a lot more personal. Like, yeah, isn't some she? of these, yeah. um, some of these Texan accents are just so nice. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they got, got that real sort of a rolling tilt, a lilt to it. I guess you'd say. Yeah. So we learned in these flashbacks that they were actually they were trying to investigate it. And NASA wanted them to, and then when they realised that they were being sucked, the 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 tech was starting to suck the spaceship in. That they said, "Well, we'll try to evacuate," and they couldn't. And so we have a couple of moments there where they try to evacuate. They put on the thrusters and all sorts of stuff, but they can't. And in fact, they're being sucked in more and more. Um, and then then he decides to eject back the other astronauts, including Julia, his wife. Mm. Um, to save them or f- from whatever they're going into. They're not too sure. And Victoria uh, takes that picture of them. And we sort of, I think, get the impression that, yeah, she's had the hots for Tom Cruise all this and time. She, she's trying and to get been a bit of a, of a... It's an ambush picture. It's an ambush picture. She's trying to get a bit of a kiss on the cheek or something. Because we saw that, that picture in the uh, In the house, yeah, yeah. And it looked... It looked like he was... Kissing her, you know, yeah. Yeah, like sort of going to sort of kissing her while she's taking a selfie. Yeah. In reality, though, it's like she just sort of snuck a, up and took an a selfie, <laughs> jumped in and went selfie, and he's like, "Huh?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of a cool little moment. But I think the whole point there was like, "Oh, yeah, she sort of had it into him a little bit." But she but, also refused to go back because he yeah. said, "I'm going to eject. You get yourself back in there." This the pod, and I think she went, uh, "No, you need a cobalt." Like, and this is her sort of. Uh, officious nature where she goes no it's no. you know the requirement is that you have a co-pilot also this way i get to be with you and not I mean, julia julia <laughs> that's right and anyway and then they're sort of swallowed into the the tech aren't they they like yeah. we see the light come on and it's a nice transition because we go from that flashback to the point that basically he's then now entering the tech as well in the modern time um, and in there, you know, he's kind of gone in. Yeah, this is cool. You know, I'm in this spaceship. There's loads of drones. It's all good. It's all good. I'm, I know what's going on. Yeah, it's sort of uh, mostly and then all of a sudden, thing, a couple of drones come up and sort of they basically override his spaceship. 
So he's at their whim and he's tested by mission control, by Sally, uh, but he passes the test. So yeah. she, she sort of detects that he's lying and this and that, but he, he says that he's here to, to help um, the survival yeah, to, of the better species, I think. So, and, and that's the truth, yeah. I want to yeah. try to ensure the, the survival of my species we deserve yeah. to live. Yeah. And I, I think because that is the truth, the truth she, she went, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. He's, he's come to bargain or to try yeah. and yeah. pay me off in some way. This would be good. That's fine. And he's got Julia on board. Because we don't really know this, this alien entity's true no. agenda. And we keep going through, he keeps sort of going down this long kind of corridor of triangles and they keep kind of opening and he keeps going and in he and he passes going in. by all the clones Clone, and then he, yeah like one on one side one, one is, is drones one hey drones Jack, clones jack's on to the left of me yeah. julie's to the right of me here i'm stuck in the middle with <laughs> sally sally yeah uh and so he goes through he goes through uh he gets out the pod and sally's kind of questioning you know the alien and he's talking to her and all of a sudden, the pod pops up. It's Morgan Freeman. Yes. Hello. And she's like, no, this isn't what I wanted. This Which I did think, like, I, I did think about it. Like, why doesn't she want Morgan Freeman? I mean, come on. What's wrong with him? Like, Does, why was it like... Well, she was using Sally's voice. She could have used yeah. his voice. Yeah, that's right. She could I mean, have you could alternate it. between two. I mean, Sally had a nice voice, but... Like, Morgan Freeman. I, I mean, look, this is me getting deep, but I was trying to think, like, what does the alien want with Sally? Like, doesn't she want to investigate Morgan Freeman? Like, isn't she kind of, you know, I don't know. Who knows Couldn't he is... go back down and, like, infiltrate as a clone his people? Like, wouldn't there be value in him? Yeah, I don't know. But well, anyway, well, she maybe. was pissed off. She was pissed off. She's, she's like, like, this is not the deal. So the drones come flying in. I think maybe she's but... also pissed off because she's like, well, hang on, if this is one lie, then what yeah. else have you been lying about? What else about? have you been lying to me about? So they blow up the uh, they laugh and they blow up and it's a nice sort of thing because as you said before Morgan Freeman said I'd like to be there you know when yeah. you give it the old hee ho you know <laughs> so um, they blow up the whole ship and it implodes and then down on Earth the drones that are about to annihilate the injured and yeah. hurt humans all kids and all, all drop out of the sky they all drop out they're all dead. Um, and I guess we fast forward, I think we are told it's a couple of years later and Julie has a child, which is interesting, a little girl. Yeah, I and don't know she's where that came from. No. She must have been pregnant in the sleep. Well, they did. I think they made out when they had sex when they went to the cabin in the woods. So that, yeah, I think it, that was, it kind of didn't really go. We didn't see anything, but I think the impression was they, you know. Because I was a little bit surprised by the child. I was like, oh. Where did that come from? Because normally you get a bit of foreshadowing of like the, the, the classic is the hand on the tummy. That's right. Always the woman goes, and and be careful, hand to the tummy, because and the man is oblivious to this and goes, yeah 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 whatever yeah yeah, <laughs> I like your tummy, um but anyway so she's in the cabin in the woods she has a little daughter, and they're kind of you know they've grown tomato plants and then, you know yeah they're surviving blah 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 and, and it's a bit um, I- idyllic it's but idyllic in reality it would probably be close to starvation and yes. it'd be horrifying but, but anyway. It's the end of the movie, sorry. It's the yeah, end of the movie. It's, it's and then anyway, out of the wilderness comes a little boy and then some other people and then, you know, the we recognise the Game of Thrones guy and then the next thing you know, a, a Jack, a number... 52. 52. The, the, the other Jack yeah. who was... Yeah, that, that he beat him up. And, cause, and there's, he's got his voice over there saying that he, he's seen her in, in my dreams and yeah. it's been leading it. I knew, I always knew that this place would exist. Yeah, that's right. And... I guess when he saw the green there, you can imagine him traveling around because he would have been 
having a real existential situation there because he, he escaped from his bonds. He wasn't there when he got back. No. So he's probably having this whole, what is what? going on? The world has gone topsy-turvy. Yeah. Uh, drones would have probably ch chased him and so on. Uh, and Yeah, and you'd imagine that if he'd gone back to Victoria, his Victoria, mm. like what about, what, like what's going on there? Because all, none of that would work, would it? Like the, the apartment. You know, imagine because no. it was all like you know operated by the tech. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. You've also got to wonder about all the other towers. Like yeah. he's number fifty-two. There must yeah. be at least one through. Well, she gets pissed off in number fifty-two. She can just kind of like drown him in the lake and then go get number fifty-one. Try again. <laughs> Try again. Keep going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he arrives, and that's kind of. The we, end. We, it's a beautiful focus. little it voice is. over there about the, the strength soul. of the soul and memories and and how and. It's it's quite interesting because of course Julia clearly accepts him as him. Still. Yeah, because I think the daughter doesn't the daughter say who is he and and she's like it's it's your dad, isn't it? Yeah, that sort of thing. I don't know. It was it was at least three hours ago since I last saw this movie. So. <laughs> three hours is a long time for you. Um, so what about uh, how did you watch this film? Well, I this is actually the second time I've seen it. So the first time. Oh Jesus! What was the first? It what? wasn't at the cinema. It Five was years old, six years old, isn't it? So I think it was a. It wouldn't have been a DVD because it wasn't that old. It would have been a downloaded. It would have been here in Mandra. In fact, twenty thirteen. You say? Well, it's when it came out. That, that's that's when it came yeah. out. So maybe you saw it in twenty fourteen. Yeah, so twenty fourteen. It would have been here in Mandra. Uh, downloaded it. Uh, pirated it. Um. It had already been on TV, so technically I was actually just watching a recording of it. Okay. Just for, for the technical... You said that and not put, implied yourself in a Well, way. it's here in Australia. We all pirate everything in Australia. We all know that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> actually, what, what was the stats? They did some stats about 87% of Australians I mean, pirate stuff. percent sorry. Yeah, okay. Well, i, I got to say, actually, now with Netflix and these other streaming yeah. services, I've had no reason... That's it. That's what's so. They they finally they and that's why they're making so much money. Hand over fist. They should have done this years ago. Mm. First, uh, six years ago, but yeah, I watched it. I watched it the first time uh, here when the kids had gone to sleep. Both of them are Elliot would have been two. Mm. So did you get anything? Anyway, did you get anything out of watching it a second time? Then? Yeah, the second time was really good because it's it was long enough that I I, I knew the twist. Mm. But I didn't remember the details of the twist. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't quite remember... What happened. What the, the, the specifics of it. Yeah. So it's very good. And watching again, though, joy watching it, which is a different one. Because the first time I was watching it primarily just to spend some time with my wife. Yeah. Um, when you've got, you know, two-year-olds yeah, and stuff. Yeah, little kids, yeah. As you well know, is at the moment they're quietly asleep, you just go, oh, my God, let's quickly do something to turn ourselves off. Uh, so I was watching it on my phone in this case, and and that's how far we've come in technology. My phone represented beautifully with some earbuds in, and uh, I was quite impressed with the clarity of it. Mm. Having watched a lot of uh, streaming on my phone, this is it, they really got this sort of color grading down. They, they it was a harsh light because it was you know desert wasteland post apocalyptic. Yeah. But it was far less so than many of the movies. It didn't hurt, you know. Some movies they sort of go to the point where it's it's so sort of sharp that it's just 
almost unpleasant to look at. This was yeah. this was just really a great balance there, which I think um, worked very well. Yeah, so I watched it on the on the train myself. Um, thoroughly absorbed the entire time. It's, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a bit the same. I'd not seen it before. Um, I'd it's something that I'd you know like it'd been around on you know in the traps and stuff that I wanted to see it, but I never saw it. And the years, you know, the years have gone by mainly because of kids again. Uh, have you, have but, you, um, actually, just wait on it. Have you seen the, um, oh, gee, what's that other recent Tom Cruise one? Just after this one was like the... The, the, the Edge of Tomorrow? Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah, I did see that You've one. you seen that one, yeah. okay. And that, that's good as well, you yeah. know, like I, I, I liked that film. But I, I'd seen the trailer of this a couple of times and stuff and I, I wanted to see it and I just kind of, you know, it just drops away, doesn't it, with all the other stuff. But um uh, when I when it popped up on Netflix recently, I'm like, oh yeah, I always wanted to actually see that, mm. and it was surprisingly even even though I went enjoy watching, I think I just had that real experience. Like I've said tonight, that it's just like, oh, this is Hollywood at its best, you know, mm. like this really pops, you yeah, know, like it, it doesn't. And, and I thought about like we 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 just went through the plot points, but but the start, like you, you don't really. It doesn't slow down at all. Like it's really quite fast at the start. Like it pulls you right into the story, and uh, you know straight away he's repairing that drone, and there's danger, and there's you know him saving the dog, and there's there's a bit of like oh, and then Victoria, the situation there. And the next thing you know, he's out again. There's another action scene, and he's down the hole, and he's being attacked. Like it doesn't really stop, you know, to breathe the film. Like it just keeps pounding along. And the other thing that's really nice, it's it didn't feel. Uh, it sort of over it didn't have the over the top Hollywood. No, which, no. Uh, so many films that have a bit of action in them, they tend yeah, to go. They go a bit too nuts. They go a bit too far, and you kind of go, uh, you're really just piling it on a bit much. And we probably saw that a bit last episode with the Wandering Earth. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it is that real that was upheaval. You know, that, trucks that flying style, over yeah. stuff, and it's it's cool. But yeah, this film I think still was subtle enough. Um, I've been watching a, a hell of a lot of you know the the short science fiction films on dust. Yeah. And I've got to say, like, watching this, I was kind of like, this is really good. This is like one of the Dust films, but Hollywood, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is the feature version. Like, I could see this as one of those short films on Dust. And it felt, to me, the essence of this film uh, felt so sci-fi. Like, it really felt like the filmmaker loves science fiction. Like, it, yeah. it, 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 this is science fiction from Hollywood's point of view. And I, I, I was kind of like, oh, can you imagine being um, Justin Kaninsky? Like, this is a dream come true, isn't it? You know, like huge budget, Tom Cruise, Morgan Freeman, and you get to make it. <laughs> and it's his origin story. Like, he must have been really excited about putting this out there. You know, I'd love to hear from him what he thought about this film, you know, at the end of oh, the day. What because, a great opportunity. Uh, he'd be, oh, you know, and anyway, he's lined up to do... Uh, he did top. He's doing Top Gun. Oh, okay. You know, so or it's it's done it or Top whatever. Top Gun two comes out yeah, next I'm year. Not sure how I feel about that. I don't know either. But I, you know, I mean, I, Tom Cruise is a big player, and I reckon he's probably pulled him across to do that. You know, like he's probably said, I enjoyed this experience. Yeah. Because it I've... seemed like they had they enjoyed this. Like I don't think anyone didn't like this film. You know, uh, the people that worked on it. You yeah. Know, they like they enjoyed this experience. So it brings us into the ladder. I am bringing it up the top I'm bringing it right in there after other live above passengers I'm br- I'm putting it in as my number 4 You're number on the four. ladder yeah oh uh, jeez okay well I put I put it as number 1 no. 
<laughs> Above the lobster. Yeah, well, I whoa, I wasn't going to. Yep. Because uh, I've I've seen this before, <laughs> and so I was thinking, okay, Oblivion. Okay, I'll, I'll watch it again, and uh, I'm usually not big into rewatching films a lot. Mm. But when I watched it again, I was, I went, I forgot. And I think I wasn't really paying as much attention to the film as it was. And this time I'm going, oh, this is really slick. Like it, it's really flows nicely. It, it's entertained me. I'd seen it before. I knew the twist yeah. of, you know, no, actually the Tet is the aliens and the scabs are the humans. And and yet still I was interested in, in the dialogue. It was just, uh, there was no wasted dialogue. No, there, were, yeah. there were no bits where you're kind of going, where are you going with this? Yeah. Everything just fit and wove in just so smoothly. And the visuals, as I said, were, were so pleasing on my eye. Mm. They weren't beautiful as such, but the the composition of them mm. uh, and some of the shots and angles and uh, camera movements and things were just easy to look, yeah, easy to were. watch. They were. So, I yeah, so as a result, I'm going, well, because I... It's a rewatchable movie. I've just proven it. Yep. And there's there's a lot to get from it. So I'm yeah I'm going to put it at the top at the moment. Mm, okay. So, so that's ruffling the ladder right Yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> You're giving it a good shape. Well, I'm I'm going to actually have to publish this ladder. Yeah, I think we do. We do. We need to probably by the probably by the time this episode has gone out, I will have put the ladder up. So have a check. We'll have each of them up there, uh, including the classic side bit, which which we don't necessarily order no <laughs> but I, i'll put those up so so there you go that's that's pretty good yeah that is and so you're saying all those moments i mean what's some what's a key moment i mean for me a key moment in this film is the cabin in the woods i reckon that's a great scene you know but just the reason why i like that is it's not at all really science fictiony but it's such a character thing you know like mm. we are seeing a rogue uh, you know, a working class man in his New York cap and he puts on the flannel top. He's got a simple dream. Plays a basketball. He's got a simple dream. He wants to like lay by the pond uh, with his wife. Like, I don't know. They're, they're, it's such an idyllic moment when we know beyond this uh, beautiful little paradise mm. is, you know, uh, destruction and annihilation. You know, so I, I just think like that was a really cool scene. Um, another one was that scene at the start where he does fix the, the drone and saves the dog. But, like, the whole setup again is, like, it's the stadium and he, 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 tells he that narrates story. the story. I, I got pulled into that yeah, the story he was telling. He and told I'm not it into so well. NFL. Like, I have no idea what he's saying. The Super Bowl and he's saying, the, you know, the last pass and he's sort of like... And it's cool. It's such a cool shot because in the background is this, you know, broken down stadium uh, a bit gladiator style, you know, and uh, and the goalposts are like on an angle. <laughs> mm. And yet here we are in modern day futuristic society with a drone tech repair. But what to me is like, it's beautiful that scene because you, you're finding out so much about Jack. You know, like yeah. this is a down to earth guy. He likes football. You know, he likes football and beers, you know, like, like this guy is a very down to earth person. You know, yeah, he doesn't. And he's, he's not a savior of the universe. No, he's no, not no. a hero. No, he's the everyday hero, isn't he? He's mm. like that everyday person. So, I think from a writer point of view, and I think audiences in general like this because it just becomes so clear cut who this person is. 
And he's and told this story before. Yeah. Victoria says, oh, no. You know, Don't like, tell me this. <laughs> oh, it's the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Again, you know, she could probably be a bit nice if she wants to end yeah. up with him. I mean, yeah. come oh, on. You kind of wonder what her actual motivations were there. But <laughs> you know, you say you show, she could tune him out, but she could be like, yeah, sure, that's a great story. Yeah, no, that's yeah, great. That's, that's, that's fantastic. what my wife yeah, does. Yeah. That's not talking about computers and, and start, AI. Like, scrolling through the Instagram feed, oh, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> she could have been talking to me. I'll tell you my number one scene. And they were great scenes. Yeah. And certainly the, the Super Bowl story, yeah. I got pulled into it. And I when he said touchdown, I actually felt a little flutter. I was like, yeah. oh. But I was like trying to write some notes because I'm like, oh, you know, this setup. But I was like, oh. Like I was yeah, it was, it, like I said, it these scenes. But actually when the, they were no longer an effective team and the drone, it comes up to the side and you yeah. just see the silhouette through the it's curtains. really cool, yeah. And then Victoria is just blasted yeah. to ash. We don't get any gore or anything. No, nah, she's just gone. And then it, it makes that noise and it moves through in the curtains. The curtains fold over it. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's so, suddenly these drones, which kind of looked a bit, uh, I don't know, a bit like something made out of, made by Apple. Yeah. You know, they're this smooth and, and they've got these nice curves and yeah. little bits and pieces. They kind of look stylized. Yeah. But then it's, it's coming through, it's starting to look a bit Terminator. And it's, yeah, it did. It, the, the curtains pull back and they're burning a little bit yeah. um, across the guns. And it's it almost looks like you can see it's got a face. Menacing, yeah. It looks like a skull, and it's got the, the glowing red. Everyone knows a, a robot or an android or anything like that with a glowing red iris. Yeah, you're in is trouble. in kill mode. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's just the the whole scene there. It just it painted that whole picture. Now turned everything upside down. Like that was the moment where you were totally convinced. Now it was just a bit sinister before, yeah. and you could sort of see things, but. Everything's still so smooth and clean and fresh and futuristic. My Apple, Apple iMac's not going to kill me. <laughs> yes, it will. It will, slowly. <laughs> but you'll enjoy it because <laughs> it will just kill you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the PC will start killing you and then it'll like Stop. blue screen yeah. and you'll have to restart have to, to restart get it to start to killing together. you yeah, again. Right. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that scene there, I think, yeah, was, it was, a, good it was a, a beautiful... Reversal. That was there. Now the drones are these menacing Terminator creatures. It was a turning point, wasn't it? Yeah. And there was the, the fire on the curtains. The home life was destroyed. Everything was gone. Yeah. Yeah. It was just um, the the lighting, also the reflections. The, the CGI on this is just spot yeah. on. Like I reckon there wasn't any of those spots where you sort of going mm, clearly CGI. It's, yeah. Uh, you knew it was because it's, yeah. we don't have drones that float around like that. No. But it definitely looked like maybe they actually had a physical prop yeah. of that drone moving in there because it was just, it was so convincing. Yep, definitely. Uh, so that would that would be, yeah, my, num- my number one top scene just because it's, it's effectiveness. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was great. It, well, annihilating, Ju- annihilating Victoria like that and, yeah, as you said, coming through slowly to, to yeah, shoot him like they didn't do a, like was, a, a gut wound where she nah, bleeds out and goes, nah. but I always loved you. Yeah, I right. knew I would lose you. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, she was gone. Why couldn't they shoot Julia? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did think the pool scene, but then, I mean, Passengers comes after this, but isn't it funny that the pool scene, then we have it in Passengers, very similar, like, you know, a pool on the yeah. outside. Like, it's so, it's, I think there's something a bit romantic about the, the, the pool, the dark, the yeah. dark lighting with that sort of 
um, silvery glow on, yeah. on things. And, and I suppose nudity when maybe you shouldn't be nude in the pool, like, you know, public pools and stuff. Yeah, that filter like, have to work over yeah. time. Yeah, it <laughs> So, anyway. But, yeah, the pool, I just thought it, I just wanted to make that note, like, because passengers had that outdoor pool and, well, you know, it was indoors, but it well, went there, outside. There are a number of movies with, yeah. with the, the pool, you know, with the light. I think... I think it works well because you've got um, everything's glistening and yeah. and wet. You you can have the implied nudity without showing sure. explicit yeah, nudity. Yeah, that's right. And you you can have a great opportunity for lighting. Yeah. Because you've got the under pool lights and yes. you've got, you know, maybe a bit of steam coming off the water. It right. it can be very sorry. dramatic. Very true. Sorry, you've thought this through. I'm, okay, that's it. I'm going to have Morgan Freeman and Tom Cruise <laughs> making out in a pool. <laughs> oh God. With with. Um, other people around, I'm sure. More but, people, Jesus. I don't think they should make out with each other. <laughs> Although maybe they should do that. You know, look across at each other and and maybe partially consider it and then go. Not tonight. Not tonight. Maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on from your. Actually, fans. I'm gonna. I, I've got Morgan Freeman to do my audio book. Yeah. Good. Good, good. It'll just be me trying hard to be Morgan. Yeah, Freeman. I've got Morton Freeman. <laughs> Morton Friedman. <laughs> Doing my voiceover too soon. Coming soon to my short film. Hey, but tell you what though, this film, uh, of all of the science in it, there's a lot of bits and pieces in there. The most topical piece that I saw, and it's interesting because back in 2013, this wasn't a big thing, but now it's deep fakes. Oh. You heard these things where... You basically put someone else into a video that they're yeah. never in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, there's been various classic examples of Obama saying things. Yeah. He says, uh, he says, you know, President Trump is a bit of a dickwad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, it looks a lot like Obama is saying that in his yeah. voice. Because this is, this is what Sally was. Is the, the Tet was basically taking previous imagery yeah. of Sally, Sally yeah. and creating original video with it. Yep. And and we're, and we're doing this now. You can actually get, a, I was hoping to download before the show a, the, the application that does it. You can actually get for free an application and on your home computer you can now you can play with it, set it up. In fact, there's little scripts which will automatically bring in Nicolas Cage uh, as images because for some reason everyone wants to put Nicolas Cage everyone in everything. Nicolas Cage. And of course. He's been in a lot of movies and, and some of them are really good and some of them are really not. Mm. <laughs> this one, was it uh, Blind Justice? Or something. He's an assassin and he has this weird love affair with a blind woman. And Oh, my God, it's, it's just peculiar. <laughs> it's kind of fun, but it's a bit peculiar. Anyway, there's these deep fakes, uh, which we can do with our own technology now, which is what this Tet was doing, this deep faking Sally. And this is done. We've touched. I've touched this before with artificial intelligence because this deepfakes is is now taking all this artificial intelligent work we've done and applying it to videos. And I would love to give it a shot and try to get some spokespeople who aren't really spokespeople for me. Get I could get Morgan Freeman to do a, a testimonial for Space Brains, for example. Yeah. And so the way they way they do it and. There's several levels of this. The, the app that you get down is just as a face swap, doesn't? Because the extra one is the voice uh, encoding, okay. where it basically does the same thing. So it'll take a, a samples of someone talking, like Obama, get a whole bunch of because there's lots of him doing speeches. So you get lots of him talking, 
and you get a lot of video of his facial expressions as he's talking. And then you get uh, an actor or you could get someone else like another president doing similar sort of things. And then you, much like you do with Snapchat or whatever, basically does a face swap. So it, you, you train this artificial intelligence. It gets all of these different expressions of, of the face of person one and tries to find ways of transforming from the expression into uh, a neutral picture. So you go, this is your target. And then here's them with their eyes closed. And so it'll try to go through how to morph from eyes closed to the neutral expression. Right. How to morph from smiling to neutral, how to go from open mouth to, you know, and it'll keep doing that and it'll train until it matches as closely as it can to your target image. Mm. And it does it by, it, it does the transforms and then it compares and feeds that information back in uh, and does these round trips. And you do that with your second face, it'll do the same thing. It'll uh, try to find the target and then you swap them basically. So it knows it knows the transformations required to go, yeah, like from a, a neutral to a smile yep. for person, for you, for example. And it knows how to do the same thing for me so it'll actually take those same transformations, but it will use the mapping it's used for my face on your face. Right. And thus, uh, thus it can basically interpolate from images across. Now, the more accurate or, or more similar the expressions that you train it on, the better the accuracy. Mm. And there was a video I was watching there of Tom Cruise, deep fake. Mm. What they actually did for that was they, you know, they first of all set up as if, oh, we're being visited by Tom Cruise. And sure enough, Tom Cruise walks in and, and talks and it's, it's really convincing. Mm. You know, the voice, his hand actions, his movements, uh, his size, his hair, everything. It's, you, can, you can see there's a little bit of wobble in his face, mm. but it's not too bad. And they showed how they did it. They actually got a Tom Cruise lookalike. So already they're starting off with someone right. who is, in fact, a professional Tom Cruise um, look alike. Look alike. Yeah, yeah. This is what he does. He does impersonations. Yeah, basically of Tom Cruise, and he does. He he sounds very similar. He talks with a similar cadence. Uh, he has hair. He looks fairly similar. Yeah, and he uses the same expressions mm. uh, that you might see on Tom Cruise's interviews and things. You know, hand actions, facial movements, jumping up and down on couches. Yeah, these sort of <laughs> um, catchphrases and so yeah. forth. And so they actually had quite a close one, and because it was quite close. It actually resulted in quite a good deep fake, yeah, yeah. and so yeah. So the closer you do your mapping, yeah, the closer. You, so I, I guess the idea would be that you would be able to do best, and that's why these presidential speeches work so well. Mm. Because often in these presidential speeches, they're saying things and doing things that you can map quite easily between them. They're usually talking about similar topics, yeah, and using similar movements and expressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's. It's quite interesting. You should really check it out. There's a whole yeah, yeah. whole series on YouTube yeah. about it. And I, I'm going to have a shot at it. If I can get something deep faked uh, on, on my local computer, I'm going to upload that to YouTube and link it up on the site. Yep. And I'll let you know next time. Yeah, cool. They, so that'd be, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So that's basically what the tech did, which is presented as some sort of future technology. In 2013, yeah, we didn't really have no, definitely not that sort of thing. No, not realistic. And oddly enough, 
Sally was sort of breaking up and was yeah a bit patchy. I think maybe to try and hide her fakeness, but I think that a that spaceship could easily have been very perfect in its deep fake. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm, that's interesting. And I guess that technology is only going to get better in terms of how much you can map someone's face and well, yeah, the points and how much raises detail. interesting questions about copyright because. This Tom Cruise video can, you know, you have your product endorsed by someone that looks and sounds exactly like Tom Cruise. I mean, maybe you probably can't say it is Tom Cruise, but if they quack like a duck and walk like a duck, they're yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah. And what if you just don't say Tom Cruise endorses it, but he walks in saying, I like to drink this water. Like, yeah, this you know, this like, water is great. Woohoo! Woo-hoo, you know, like yeah. he's not necessarily. I'm in love with this water. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Mm. So I, I'm interested to see where that's going to go because already you've got this issue with pornography, where they're yeah, yeah, they're putting celebrity faces on on pornography. Yes, yeah, uh, and passing it off as as real. T- but not does, even, that, does that give them a free pass? Yeah. It Can you now have like have your, your sex tape get out and you just go, no, this is a deep fake? Well, some celebrities want their sex tape out as well. But I was going to say just with what you're saying is that there's a Australian woman that has um young girl that they took her face and did that mm. on to, and she wasn't a porn star. You know, she was studying to do law. Yeah. She obviously pissed off the wrong guy. And, um, yeah, because of the thing, she said that she didn't know – who the person is, but it has to be someone close to her. She must have pissed someone off yeah. that had links to this technology or whatever. And, uh, yeah, her face has then been put on a pornography and it's kind of ruined her, yeah. you know. Um, because and now six is- years later, she's she's fighting it and she's gone. Now the old ones, uh, sorry, the, the I think it's the new, she came from New South Wales originally. They've brought in some sort of new law a bit about it and mm. to try to protect people. But it's a it's a pretty tough area to because legislate you could, on. You could easily put people doing all sorts of dreadful yeah, things. Yeah, that's right. And and the other thing is like what people post on social media. Like boom, you can take all those images, can't you? Oh yeah. You know, so the more images you put of yourself out there, the more the quicker it is, and that can be doctored. And yeah, the next thing you know, you are doing some awful things. You know. Yeah, well, the jokes on them. <laughs> I don't think they could show anything I was doing that would be more awful than I actually was. <laughs> yeah, you should check out his Facebook page. It's all, 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 all sorts sordid. of sordid. It's very sordid. Check out Gravity Undone on Facebook. <laughs> You'll see, well, nothing terribly exciting, actually. <laughs> yeah. you, you're hunting aliens. You know, you're a, you've got a brain, space brain sticking out of your head. You know, there's all sorts of stuff there. It is. It's quite terrifying. Yeah, you should check it out. So, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned the special effects and CGI. I mean, they are through the roof in this movie, mm. aren't they? They're just amazing. And that stood out to me really quickly. I was like, I, I think, um, yeah, it did, didn't disappoint. It was very clear. I thought those drones were great. You know, as you said, it's like a slick apple at times and then at other times it's this death robot. Um, and... Yeah, the, 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 there was no issues with them flying and moving. And like I said, they even like bumped someone. They bumped people over. They smashed into his, you know, into his uh, butterfly 
as you're calling it. Butterfly dragonfly. 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 I'm calling it dragonfly. <laughs> well, I'm calling it a butterfly. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, they smashed into it and, you know, like there was no issues with any of that, that effects, was there? They were, they were no, spot on. I, I think a lot of it had to do with the lighting and the colouring yeah, used. Yeah. It seemed to really match it looked very realistic, well. you know. Uh, this world as well they created, apparently it was shot in Iceland. Um, oh, for sure. All of this stuff is always so nice. You know, but like you had those deserts and the fact that you had these... American landscapes, you know, sticking out. Yeah, you'd occasionally see the like the, the flame from the Statue of Liberty yeah, in you know, that so chasm that he's flying yeah. through. And, and it's funny, isn't it? Because the Wandering Earth last episode, it was similar. They did that with the Beijing things. And maybe we didn't recognise them as much because we're so used to the American yeah. landmarks. But it was a nice touch and it was it was a really cool kind of part of the world that was. And, I mean, I've joked about those LA apartments. But, yeah, I mean, they were very futuristic uh, where they were. Um, it was also cool, like the moon had been shattered, and you saw the yeah, like the rocks, like the asteroids. You know, like the moon was, yeah, it was stuffed up, wasn't it? It was all over yeah, the place. And I'm wondering, I'd like to figure out whether that actually would cause, because it was mostly still intact. Yeah, like it was scattered about place, and the whole thing with gravity is that that mass is still up there, still mm. exerting gravity. There would be some changes. Yep. Would it have wiped out? So many people, I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's an answer you can you can really know because no. it's the simulation to, to figure that out would be enormous. But mm. uh, it's nice to know also that in time, the moon would reform. Yeah, would it? Yeah, I mean, it would just pull come, back together. Pull back together. Because mm, the, the moon is not in the Roche limit of Earth. Right. Remember the Roche limit from the, the wandering Earth? That's the point where gravity, um, the gravity of the pro, the object you're approaching um, exceeds the ability of the gravity object to keep itself together. Yeah. So if the moon came close enough to Earth, yeah, but why would it, it would go back together if it was just rocks and stuff? Oh, uh, because most most of the moon was still a big chunk. There would have been enough gravity there and it's right, still so orbiting around. Yeah, right. And there would be a, every time it was going around there'd be a little yeah. pull every time. Sucking it might it would take yeah. you know, I don't know thousands, millions uh, of years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it would take a long time. It'd eventually pull back together. Hmm. I mean, that's how these planets and things form in the first place. But yeah, just <laughs> pull whatever you can towards it. Yeah. Uh, sound. I mean, we mentioned about the drones having their own little characteristics. And I think that's a, that's a good tip to pick up if you're going to make a sci-fi with a robot or a mm. drone or something. Like adding those sounds makes it so much more human, you know, and it makes it, us feel for it. It is kind of funny because you get those like, comedy ones where the, the robots yeah. go bloop, bloop. Yeah. <laughs> but Hello, Mark. but they've got to be there, but they've got to kind of be there don't they there's yeah. like and i even thought that like you know when he was coming up right early in the film to that hole in the ground like there was that like we were getting closer to the drone and it turned out it was a fake signal yeah but it was like it was really there and they did it again at the, later on that the drone was approaching and stuff so and then it was it was a clever was a nice synthesizer it was as opposed to an orchestral score it yeah. had a, a a strong, uh, I guess, synthesizer sort of pad sound. Is that what yeah. they're called? I think pads? so. Whether yeah, pads. Where sort very of long, electronic. Long drawn out yep. um, sounds. It was very good, but we really pulled into it, mm. I think, the sound. like there was the, It suited every scene. And the cinematography is one of these things that they there's nothing that was super arty, but... Like, you know, it followed all the rules. Rule of thirds was there. The, all the coats and convention. It almost felt like if you broke this film down, 
it's almost like every single shot imagined possible was there. It probably wasn't anything super special, but it was just everything was there. Everything was textbook. Um, there was a couple of really nice extreme close-ups of Tom Cruise. Yeah, you can uh, when he was tied up, stuff, like yeah. there was the eyes and the it, like. It must have been a focal length of like one point four or something. Like this was just in focus, and everything else was already yeah, blurry. His cheekbones like the, and ears, yeah, was everything was yeah, and, and it's just beautiful. And, and you they can did see the, the dirt in the creases of yeah, his eyes. Yeah, and, so they did that a couple of times, and uh, whereas you know the rest was kind of more you know your, your standard close up or mid shot or something. But I think if you broke down the whole film, there was extreme wide shots, extreme long shots, close ups. Extreme close-ups, like it just sort of had everything, mm. <laughs> and rule of thirds was really applied. So I thought it was it was uh, really well done that way. And again, I think Hollywood does tend to do that really well. Like it's it a very sparse actors yeah. film as well. Like there was uh, Victoria and Tom for the most part, yep. and then Julia came along. Yep. And then there were a couple of scenes yeah. with yeah. Morgan Freeman, with Morgan and 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 the apart from that, you know, yeah, but it was it was just empty. Landscapes, Icelandic landscapes, as it turns out, with a couple of buildings poking up here mm. and there. It, it sort of, you could almost imagine that the film could have been done with a much lower budget mm. by, you know, sort of bringing this, the vision yeah. in a little bit because you've only got a handful of characters. You yeah. could have gotten rid of most of the extras. Yeah. Yeah. You'd only need, you know, uh, Morgan and, and Nicolaj mm. and so what, maybe five, five actors and a couple of extras. Yeah. And in a desert, and you'd be right. A couple, of, couple of burnt out. It's all it factory, takes. Couple yeah. of burnt out factory shells. Couple of burnt out cars. That's the drones. <laughs> yeah, another problem. They were good. Well, what we found is actually taping a whole bunch of cats together. It looks uh, a lot more yeah. like a drone than an actual <laughs> drone does. Just getting them to run around, kick them. So yeah, that, that's pretty much all I'm going to say on that. So that Oblivion, it's a great film. Check it out. Let us know what you think about our podcast on uh, Twitter. Yeah, at Space Brains Pod on Twitter. <laughs> and Instagram and Facebook is Space Brains Podcast. So check us out. Let us know what you think of Oblivion, what you think of what we've said tonight, where it fits on your ladder. So tell me, Mark, what is for next week's episode? Pitch Black. Pitch Black. <laughs> We're watching Pitch Black. We've got a bit of Vin Diesel going on there, and it is the best Vin Diesel, I think, because it's science fiction. Very good. Exciting. I've never seen it. I look forward to you seeing it. Yeah. One, one day <laughs> we should actually like watch one of these movies at the same time. We did that for Iron Mother. Iron yeah, Mother, we could yeah. do that again. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye-bye.